I'm seeing a lot of these high profile lefty accounts say that Twitter's over, that the, the party is done. Elon is panicking. Everything's falling apart and they're all jumping ship, heading over to Mastodon or tribal social. And it's funny because, uh, you know, Ron Perlman and a couple other actors were like, I'm leaving this platform. And then a day later, they're like, just popping back in to say, you know, Elon's a bad dude. They'll be back because Elon Musk, Twitter, they've announced Record growth, 15 million new daily active users, some of the biggest the website's ever seen, if not the most growth in a month they've ever seen. And uh, Elon Musk is reinvigorating the platform. People all of a sudden want to be back on it. So as we see people like Ethan Klein and Kathy Griffin banned permanently for violating the terms of service, of course, they're crying and screaming, saying, Twitter's all over, man. No one's going to use it. It's going to be really funny, though, because uh, these actors, they all in this big wave started impersonating Elon Musk with verified accounts. So we started locking their accounts because that's always been against the rules. These people are saying, that's it. We're going to have to go to Mastodon because no one's going to be here anymore. Yet the platform's growing. Regular people, not the cult, they're taking back public discourse on Twitter. So I'm excited to see so far what Elon has done. Of course, I mentioned Ethan Klein has been banned, the H3, well, just the H3H3 uh, Productions Twitter account. Kathy Griffin. And then a bunch of actors and actresses have claimed, like, we're, we're ditching Twitter. We don't want to be here anymore. Here's the funny thing. I think it's a scam. I think a bunch of these celebrities were using fake, had fake, had fake followers because it's a big PR stunt. These companies have always done stuff like this. They want to make it look like you're more prominent. If Elon Musk comes in and starts purging all the fake accounts, how many followers are going to be lost by these big celebrities? It'll be really embarrassing. So what do you do? The smart people are like, I'm leaving for, on, on principle. Give me press before it becomes embarrassing. So we're going to talk about that. And then, of course, ladies and gentlemen, the only story that I actually care about because it's mystical and it's magical is the MAGA moon rising. I want you all to hear this. At 12.02 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, when the contiguous United States is now completely within November 8th, the day of the midterm, there will be, at beginning, again, at 12.02 a.m., a blood moon, a full moon, total blood lunar eclipse. It's when the moon starts turning red. For those on the East Coast, between 517 and 645 or so, you will see a blood red moon. Now, the Incans and the Mesopotamians believed that a blood moon signified the death of the king and the overthrow of his regime. I kid you not. <laughs> this is crazy. So that, that, that one has me just like, you know, I don't know. I don't know if I believe in the omens or anything, but the overthrow of the king. Revolution. A red wave, perhaps, not of establishment Republicans, but of MAGA Republicans. So people are calling it the MAGA moon. We'll talk about that, plus all of the absurdities. Man, we've got Democrats contradicting themselves, of course, with the left saying, where my free speech is going away. Blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You never cared before. And then we have <laughs> Fetterman suing over, uh, un, uh, you know, ballots that are trying to get counted. It's, there's a lot of stuff going on we're going to talk about. So before we get started, my friends, head over to TimCast.com, become a member to support our work. We're going to have a members only show coming up for you at 11 or so p.m. You're not going to want to miss this one because it's the day before the election. So we're going to go ham with it for sure and talk uh, totally uncensored, not family friendly, uh, friendly. That'll be at 11 p.m. And then tomorrow we're doing an extended show. I mean, we're going to be live for a long time. We may go live at 6 p.m. We really got to figure it out. Just go early and just have the stream run as we hang out and watch the election results. But before we uh, one more thing I will I will add to my friends head over to losingmymind.com. We could really use your support on this one. We launched an overtly political song, Genocide, on Friday. This is the most important week as we, you want to get as many sales and views as possible so that you hit the billboard charts. That first week is, is so important. 
If you uh, go to losingmymind.com, you can check out the song on any one of these platforms, but really buying it on the iTunes store or, or anywhere, it's 69 cents. It really, really helps because sales are huge. And uh, the song is uh, mocking the establishment corporate press outright. We have them singing for us. Check out the music video. And uh, here's, here's a little a little snippet you can just see. There's there's me, Tucker, facing at Taylor Lorenz. It's very, very fun. As she sings about how she lies to manipulate people. Ah, it's, it's all good fun. We've got a bunch more stuff in the works. So I really do appreciate everyone who supported this song. Uh, so smash that like button. Subscribe to this channel. Share the show with your friends. Joining us today to talk about this and so much more, we have, of course, Libby. Hey, Tim, what's going on? I don't need to say your last name anymore. I have a last name. I'm it's not Cook. one of these one. No, my God. It's not, I'm not one, one name of these people. one name people. Nope. Nice to see you guys. Thanks. It's it's Libby Emmons. That's it. But you're here so much. Just Libby, Libby Emmons. Yeah, that's, right. that's it. Yep. Also, Ian is not here tonight. We have Owen Cook. What's up, guys? Who are you? <laughs> um, I do seminars all over the world. We do them completely for free. We've done live events in 265 cities, 75 countries around the world, hundreds of thousands of people face to face and millions online. Um, and then we post them on YouTube. It's about personal growth, making more money, getting better socially, getting more spiritually tapped in. Right on. Hey guys, my name is Lukerdowski here of We Are Change.org. And I know everyone's talking about the midterm elections right now, but I want to come out officially right now. And I would like to endorse for 2024 my candidate of choice, Ligma Johnson. He is an individual that, is, that has a lot of stiff competition, but he's going he's gonna to be very hard on the issues that matter, and he's going to win a lot of hearts and minds. If you are on the Ligma Johnson train, <laughs> you can officially get this political shirt on thebestpoliticalshirts.com. Ligma Johnson, 2024. And I'm Serge.com. You know what it is. Man, I, 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 would, I would love to just start with the Blood Moon story because I love the weird, creepy stuff. But let's, 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 let's get into the nitty-gritty of Elon banning all these people and record growth. From The Verge, ah yes, The Verge of all websites. They're a lefty website. Twitter tells advertisers that user growth is at an all-time at, at all highs under Elon Musk. And then they add, but will that be enough for advertisers to come back? Yeah, it's, it's, it's pointless. You don't need to ask that question. Since Musk's takeover, Twitter's monetizable daily users has uh, growth has accelerated more than 20%, while Twitter's largest market, the U.S., is growing even more quickly according to an internal fact obtained by The Verge that was shared with Twitter's uh, sales team on Monday. All right, that's the news right there. But this is why it's important. Because right now we are seeing a bunch of leftists, these, these people who go on Twitter and just scream all day, they're getting banned. Kathy Griffin's gone. This guy, uh, Rich Summer, is gone. Sarah Silverman backed down. I love this. These people who are like, screw you, Elon, I'll do whatever I want. Well, a bunch of them went nuts. Ethan Klein, Kathy Griffin, for instance, defied warnings and impersonated Elon Musk with a verification badge, which has always been against the rules, and they're gone. Bye-bye. You're out of the conversation. Now, look, that's not the end of their careers, of course. I mean, Kathy Griffin, maybe. She had nothing left to begin with. Nobody wants to hire her. All she really had was her Twitter. But, you know, Ethan, he hosts a podcast, so he'll be able to keep working. He's just out of the Twitter space. Sarah Silverman, she posted that she was locked out of her account and then quickly obeyed the rules and then started saying what Elon Musk was doing, if true, would actually be very, very amazing. So I find this to be quite hilarious that uh, all their huffing and puffing, it's, it's not working. In fact, Elon Musk taking over has made Twitter bigger, better. Yeah, by the way, Elon just tweeted a couple of minutes ago, quote, Twitter usage is at an all time high, LOL. <laughs> and then goes on in a subtweet saying, I just hope the servers don't melt. Now, a lot of people are bringing up the controversy when it comes to the banning of a lot of these celebrities who, again, 
didn't didn't follow the rules, were warned, and they still decided to kind of push the limits here. But at the end of the day, I definitely disagree with Kathy Griffin. I definitely disagree with H3H3. But at the end of the day, I hope there is some redemption for these individuals. But some people are, are thinking that this is going to be a larger strategy when it comes to bringing back a lot of different people. So other people are saying that this could be potentially 4D chess as a way to bring back the unbanned people and not have as much controversy and try to appease some people by saying, you know what, I'll, I'll bring back back h3 h3 but also so does alex jones you know i'll bring back kathy griffin but but so will of course the babylon b and then of course have a have a kind of concerted strategic effort on banning people i think that's what might be happening here yeah i mean musk clearly wants to bring all these people back on the platform he clearly wants babylon b and all these guys back he's just got to like figure out how to do it to not lose everybody and i think that he's not going to lose everybody i think advertisers are going to jump back on they're going to make a ton of money this way advertisers don't care we know they don't care it's obvious they don't care during pride month when they have like all their big flags and they have trans everything and they're super stoked about that all over the anglosphere and then you look at their advertising in saudi arabia and it's just black <laughs> yeah, and white yeah there's no true. pride anywhere <laughs> you know yeah. they don't care they just want to go where the money is and honestly that <clears throat> is what they should be doing they should be accountable to their shareholders and that's no. what they should do no quarter <laughs> no quarter for these leftists None, on Twitter. Huh? Okay. No, look, look, look. If you come I to me. I say put them all on. If you come to me. Uh, so Sargon, uh, Carl Benjamin gets banned. Mm-hmm. And they all say, well, he broke the rules. He deserves to be banned. And it's like he got banned for uh, sarcastically insulting white supremacists or neo-Nazis or whatever. He was calling them a racial slur. This was, this was Twitter. So not the YouTube thing. He was calling them uh, anti-Semitic slur. And I, I, I could be wrong. It's been a long time. But his, his, his point was like he was calling them what they hated as a, as a way to like demean them because he doesn't like that kind of stuff. They banned him. These leftists then all say good riddance. Good, good, good. And so they're OK with censorship. They don't agree with free speech. Now that Elon Musk is in charge and saying here are the rules and they're whining and complaining, there is absolutely no way I will defend people. Think about how, how mean it would be to actually try and get them back on the platform. That means <laughs> they come out and say, I believe in these values. And then I go, no, no, I'm going to reject your values and apply different values to you. No, 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 no. They don't want free speech. I will not defend their free speech. That's exactly what they want and what they believe in. So that means permanent bans for all of these people. Ethan Klein, Kathy Griffin, don't care. Goodbye. Ethan Klein has praised ca- cancel culture. He's praised bannings before. Kathy Griffin, of course. Okay, then. Guys. Live by you reap what you've sown. Yeah, and I totally more, disagree. More than happy for you. I totally I disagree, disagree too. with that too. Because the thing is, like the reason you have values isn't because you want you know, you have values because you hold them across the board for everybody. You don't have you don't apply your values uh, you know, based on what the other people believe. It's like if somebody believes in euthanasia and you're a doctor and you don't believe in euthanasia, you're not gonna help. If if there's a bunch of houses And we all agree, okay, if a house starts on fire, we will all come together to help put the fire out and rebuild the home for you because we're in this together. And then a fire starts and one guy sits back laughing and we're like, hey, are you going to help? He's like, no, I don't care. It's good the fire is burning. And I'll be like, okay, dude, whatever. Then one day his house is on fire and he goes, help, help, my house is on fire. I'm going to sit back and be like, bro, (laughs) you ain't getting anything from me. I'm not going to sit here and give, give all of my goodwill to people who exploit it. Now, yeah, that means for, your ba- your values don't mean anything. No, it's, if you don't it, apply it, them it, it in absolutely every does. It, it absolutely does. We've had this conversation quite a bit about defending free speech. And for a long time, I said, well, you know what? When, when these people advocate for the destruction of the public discourse, we must still defend their free speech. No, 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 no. When someone comes and says, 
I don't like what you say and I don't want you to say it. And we argue about it. That, that's 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 fine. But if someone is actively destroying everything, yeah, I'm not going to defend them. They they agree, they believe in this. They agree with it. You see, you see my point? I see your there, point. There was I just a, there disagree was a, with it. There was a period where, you know, on this show and on other shows, we've talked about, it's like, no, 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 you know, I know these people, they, they add, no. Because what ends up happening is every single time these people advocate for things to get worse, and they do. And then what did we keep doing? Put it, sitting down, crossing our legs, like, no, no, we have to be fair. Mm-hmm. Rick Santorum came on the show and said, we can't impeach Joe Biden. We have to be fair. And it's like, dude, the guy committed crimes. And he's like, we don't play those games. I am sick of this. I am done with it. I believe in free speech for people who agree in, with free speech. If, if, you, if you believe I should have a right to speak and you should have a right to speak, then I will stop anyone from censoring you because you are actively participating in making things better. But if you're the arsonist going around burning down houses, then I say no quarter for you. Get that out. These are destructive people who are burning everything down. What if the fire gets too crazy and it affects your house? That's another analogy here. And, and, I, and I do believe uh, Biden should be absolutely impeached. And I absolutely disagree with everything. I think I think some of their behavior was absolutely disgusting, uh, especially Kathy Griffin with the the Trump mask, the Trump uh, head, thing. the Trump head. That the was absolutely yeah, yeah. Uh, but just that's immoral. Not the issue, yeah. The issue is they were actively getting people banned, and now when when the rules are applied to them, and get this, Elon changed the rules for these people. That also pissed me off. The rules have always been, if you're verified, you cannot impersonate people. What did Elon say? I'm changing the rules for all of these unhinged leftists. You're now allowed to do it so long as you put parody in so your name. You say it's parody, and they yeah. still wouldn't do it. So they got banned. Well, these are these are this is not so much even about the analogy of people of, of someone refusing to help with with with, you know, my house is on fire and he won't help. No, no, no. This is the guy who set the fire. These are people who went around actively attacking the right of speech. Mm-hmm. If that is your principles, I say you live by them. Yeah. And I'm not going to defend you. Kathy Griffin wants to post a picture for what Trump said. I will defend her right yeah. when they try to right. censor her. She actively encourages censorship. I'm going to say you're, you live by the sword. Yeah. Congratulations. I think everyone deserves a road to redemption. I totally agree I, with that. I, I think you know they should be able to be be able to be a part of the conversations. They they should, of course, not be permanently banned from ever being on a platform that is a major communication highway that we should understand where their voices are coming from in order to battle their bad ideas because if we just shun them to the side, they're going to grow and fester. I, I agree. Just really I get want it. Megan Murphy back on the platform. Yeah. I, I, I agree. However, I will not in any way lift a single finger to help them. That's it. You know, I'm listening to this. I agree with both of your points. Like, I see where you're coming from, and I see where you're coming from. I'm going to need, like, a couple days to think about this, because you both make great points. It's, um, do you think there's any chance that Ethan could come around based on this experience, or do you think he's too stubborn? One more time, sorry. Um, Could Ethan come around on the idea of free speech based on this experience? Could this be eye-opening for him, perhaps? Um, He praised cancel culture. So whenever whenever negative things are applied to him, he talks about how he's an advocate for free speech. Mm-hmm. When bad things happen to other people, he talks about how you're being held to certain standards and facing consequences. It's it's nonsense. Yeah. It's hypocrisy. It is. So look, well, he's, a, he's you, a smart enough guy to become successful, right? So, just, so maybe he'll come around. I'd be interested to see if he has a different perspective after this. And he's made videos about me, by the way, and I've never minded that. But I'd be curious to see if he comes around based on this. Could be a teacher. No, I, I, I doubt it. He's, he's saying uh, uh, Elon Musk killed comedy. Dude broke the rules, defied the warnings, mm-hmm. broke the rules again. And now he's, he's, it's, a, it's a stunt. But I'll tell you, the way I see this is we're, we're part of a big community. We agree with the principle of free speech. People like this have lied, cheated, and, and stolen 
their way to gain followers and gain power. Their principles flicker and blow with the wind. And it is completely meaningless what they say. So when they come out now and say, no, no, I'm for free speech, I'll be like, listen, I'm going to hold you to the standards you asked me to hold you to. If someone, if, if, if somebody was in my house and they kept smashing things, I would kick them out. But then, but you're making them homeless. You're making them, so what? You are smashing things up. I don't want people to be homeless. I think people, you know, should, should, should have a chance. But at a certain point, someone is so destructive, chaotic, that you just say, I'm not doing it. If Kathy Griffin got banned for just the Trump head, I'd be like, no, 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 no. I, 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 it, that's a really, really dangerous path to go with that kind of art. But I don't think we should be banning that. The difference here is these are people who actively fight against free speech. And I'm at the point where I'm like, yo, I'm not going to let arsonists in my house. If we're all in agreement that we shouldn't commit arson, we're good. You can make a campfire. You're not doing arson. You go to my house, start setting fires. I'm not going to sit here and be like, nah, it's all right. I believe in the people that have a right to, to be warm. It's like, no, that's totally different. There's a difference. It's just, look. I don't know about that analogy. I mean, I, if, don't, I don't know. There's a lot of analogies here that yeah. we can interpret in many different ways. <laughs> if you sit back and let people constantly smack you in the face, and then when you say stop, they go, they're going around punching people. Another analogy for you. And then you just say like, well, I don't believe in violence, so we're going to let them keep doing it. It's like, no way, dude. Well, that's yeah. the pacifist view. Well, you arrest view, them, right? you that's stop the them. That's the pacifist view, is if right. somebody's attacking so, you, you don't attack but them But words back. aren't violent. So, so listen, right. by yeah. all means, I think Ethan and Kathy Griffin have a right to speech. I think that them getting banned was actually kind of dumb. Elon should just lock their accounts until they change it and then lock it again until they change it. It's yeah. just you can't, and they take away the verification badge. Another thing you can do is if you change your name and parody someone, your icon changes to a gesture cap permanently. So if Kathy Griffin wants to parody Elon, she gets a permanent gesture cap. However, I will not advocate for nor lift a finger for these people to get their accounts yeah. back. Or just put a notice underneath their profile. Hey, guys, these guys impersonate other individuals. Be careful. They might be scamming you or, so, or something like that. Yeah, yeah, Elon yeah. Or something like that. So, so they have the candidate tag. Put a parody tag under their name the first time they do it and forever. That's mm -hmm. it. So do you, do you feel that it should be permanently banned or that they should do that other solution that you said? I think if you change your profile to impersonate someone without labeling it parody, they should first lock your account and say, as a verified account, you cannot impersonate. Change your profile picture and your name or add parody to your account and apply the jester icon. And then if you say no, you can go back to being your regular verified self. Mm -hmm. If you then keep doing it, then they, then Twitter forcibly puts the parody under your name permanently and a gesture icon. But there's nothing wrong with that if you're an actual comedy account. I thought that was a great suggestion. So do you think that they should be left banned or do the suggestion that you said there? So Justin, I said, but I'm, I'm, I will never, if I ever see Elon Musk, not a single word will be muttered of these people in any way to bring their accounts back. Mm. I'm, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to advocate for arsonists to be restored. Do I think they deserve free speech? Yes. Mm -hmm. Will I defend anybody who fights for free speech? Yes. But I'm done letting arsonists run amok and then acting like, oh, I'll say it again. When Rick Santorum said we can't impeach Joe Biden because we, we are better than that. I'm like, dude, they're running roughshod over you right now. They have arrested and charged a bunch of pro-lifers. Meanwhile, right mm -hmm. now, there are protesters at Amy Coney Barrett's house. Maybe not right now, but in the past day or so. There's, there's, there's a clear problem of double standards here. And I'm not going to sit back and just be like, well, you know, I am, I'm going to consistently apply my values to evil people who are burning things hey, down. Hey, comparing uh, someone or, or someone's argument to a Rick Santorum argument is a low blow. First of all, uh -oh. that's not fair. <laughs> he is not a man of the people. And I definitely disagree with him on, on this particular. Do you think he used to be? 
Um, I don't. I don't know. He's he's a very weird politician. Mm-hmm. But but again, mainline, middle of the road. I, I I think again, the criticism of him is absolutely fair. I don't. I don't know. I don't think it could be attributed to this larger conversation. Let's 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 do this. We'll we'll get into it. Here's a tweet from Pop Crave. Pop Crave's got 1.1 million followers, and they said Twitter suspends Ethan Klein despite him following Elon Musk's stated guideline for parody accounts. That is a lie. That is absolutely not true. Across the board, all of these different websites are lying about why uh, these people, why Kathy Griffin and Ethan Klein are being banned. This is what I'm saying. I'm, 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 I'm not. NPR lied about that. I was listening Look at this to their one. report this morning on that. Ethan Klein banned after mocking Elon Musk over verification fiasco. They were banned because they changed their images and names to Elon Musk without putting parody in their name. Now, here's what pisses me off. Elon gave them special rules. Why? So Milo got his verification removed because he put BuzzFeed news reporter in his profile, Milo mm-hmm. Yiannopoulos. And then he, he was complaining about it. Like, why was I removed? He was like, well, you put BuzzFeed reporter. They said, you're not verified then. The rules on Twitter are that you cannot be verified and be parody. That's just always been that way. Elon decided to make special rules to allow the left to do this so they could make fun of him. And they intentionally broke the rules. Now, maybe 4D chess. He said, I'm going to get them. I'm going to give them what they asked for, and they'll still reject it. He gave them warnings. They rejected it. So these people don't want to be on the platform. They don't want to have their accounts restored. These are, these are, these are people who are engaged in outright Twitter, social media arson. And the media is lying on their behalf. Well, they are. Yeah, there is there is definite lying going on about this. NPR was saying that people were banned for having parody accounts, which was exactly untrue as well. And uh, yeah, do you think that Musk just thought that these people have him over a barrel or something? I mean, he should clearly not think that now that the platform is growing so much. But he knew that he's 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 got all the data. He knows the he he knows the growth is happening Mm -hmm. and he's he clearly doesn't care. He's tweeting at people eight dollars. $8 $8 is the new learn to code. Right, yeah, he's been Good. doing that. Good, man. You know, there's that uh, that that viral Karl Popper meme. You, you ever see it? Mm-hmm. Where he's like the little co- comic book, and he's like, if you tolerate intolerance, then intolerance takes over. It's like, okay, for you, I will apply those standards, but for nobody else. So if these people like Ethan want to say it is good that people are banned, I'll say, then when you're banned, so be it. Congratulations. It's what you asked for. This is also a difference in ideology towards the world in general, right? So some people believe in firm boundaries and order, and some people believe in not feeding reactive energy, right? And it's just two different paradigms of approaching the same problem. And I've seen both things work. I've seen it to where if you put a firm boundary, it actually helps things. And if you don't have a boundary, things go to chaos. But I've also seen it to where if you forgive somebody and you say, hey, you know, maybe get him to come around. You know, maybe Ethan could come around. Like, like where where do you get to the point that somebody See, like is, Ethan this, this comes the, around? You don't. But this, the this, thing this, is, this, this, like, I think pro- hold on, this is the problem with this, is that the dude has been involved in so many high-profile cancellations and advocated for so much yeah. that when you come into the conversation late, you're mm-hmm. like, maybe we can turn him around. It's like, bro, we've Actually, been here he's, for ma- he's made videos about me. I never minded it. But yeah. the point is, is that, you know, I, I can see the gray area to any human being, and he's a very intelligent person, and his buddy Hassan's an intelligent person. They're also very angry people. I disagree with most of what they say, but their minds are sharp, so they might be able to say, see things a different way. It'd be amazing if you guys could have more conversations. See, you're, you're filling in for Ian very, very well here. Oh, I got to <laughs> So we, we've had this conversation way too many times, especially with Ian, because it's like no matter how many times an evil person does something evil and refuses an olive branch, you know, Ian is always, he's a good-hearted guy. He's always just like, we got to give him a chance. And I'm like, 
at a certain point, dude. What would it take to get you guys into you know a conversation? What that is? You, you mean when I invite them on the show consistently yeah. all the time mm -hmm. in good faith? Well, they're, they're, and then they're they LA use, based, right? And they use that mm. to gain followers and make up fake drama to mm. make it seem like I pulled some BS. The moment you tweeted them something nice, they use it for, for views and they make drama. Mm-hmm. It's just out of the question. I think it'd be an amazing conversation. Like, do you oh, ever oh, make oh, it to oh, LA on, or on. they could make it out here? Oh, come on, come on, bro. Like, we've invited this guy on so many times. Mm. Who, they, Ethan? Uh, 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 we, I've invited Ethan, I think, once or twice, outright mm -hmm. ignored. Mm -hmm. Hassan actually agreed and then privately DM'd and said, I, I, I won't do it. I'm sorry. Hassan's, and I'm like, okay, Hassan's, you know, Hassan's got a lot of courage. I mean, he debated uh, He outright Tate. said he will never do it. Really? I'm surprised by that. I'm, I'm not. Like, is it because they want you to go to Los Angeles? No, it's no. because so if they, you go to LA, they're going to decline, dude. Oh. Wow. I, I can't keep having this conversation. Okay, like <laughs> we have invited all of these people consistently, and and what they do invariably is you send an email where you're like, we'd love to have you on the show, and if it's calm and polite, it's typically ignored. Mm. Sometimes mm. they'll then screenshot it, post it, and be like, they invited me, but then started calling me a racial slur. It's just like right. the moment you open up communication, they're like, now's my chance to get views. Now's my chance to make drama. Ooh, they want to talk to me? Let's make drama out of it. Yeah. There's no point. Well, that, that's been a lot of this whole Twitter thing is making drama. That's all it is. You know, it's they're, like, or all the people who are saying that they're leaving the platform and they make giant big shows about leaving the platform. It reminds me of like several years ago when people would leave Facebook, they'd be like, I can't be on Facebook anymore. I just can't handle it anymore. And then it'd be like two weeks later and they're just like, hi, I'm back on Facebook. It's like you gave me a whole song and dance about how you were leaving. Now you're back to Look, a loser. Elon Just Musk shut it. <laughs> gave give them warnings. They defied those warnings and intentionally got banned. And then started doing a PR run of Elon Musk is is targeting me and they don't believe in free speech. That's why I'm like no quarter. Because I believed in free speech for these people over and over and over again and every time I did, they turned it around to, as a PR stunt. And I'm like, okay, at a certain point, you have to recognize evil people are lying to you. That's it. Stop helping evil people. That's it. Help good people who in good faith are censored. When someone comes out and says, I, if someone came out and said, I don't believe in free speech and then got censored, I'd be like, okay, that person shouldn't have been censored. If someone comes out actively trying to get people banned, celebrating their bannings and says no one should ever be allowed back on, I'd be like, okay, well, then it happens to you. I'm not going to, I'm not going to defend you. That's it. Yeah. There you go. Well, I wasn't going to go out there advocating for people, but I'd be happy to have everybody back on the platform. Um, I, I, at this <laughs> point, it's like, <laughs> like let, well, yeah, you want to hear what they have to let say? Them go. Yeah, why not? Mm. Like, just have everybody on Twitter. Well, whenever people are censored, they usually double down. They're usually forced into more kind of extremist corners on the internet, and they usually never have even a pathway towards seeing any kind of other semblance and any other side of the story. I don't know. I, I might be too optimistic, but I think at the end of the day, bring everyone back. I'll Let's put have it this a full way. debate. Let's have a conversation, yeah, and I let like the best idea. ideas beat out the bad ideas. And, and I think that's going to happen, and, and, and I think that's and, the strategy here. And, and right, and no one disagrees with that. Yeah. And we got a good super chat that super chat that makes a great example, a great analogy. A, a, a battle is being fought but be, between two ideological opponents. One side continually insists: if we have the high ground, we must cede to the lower ground in an evil battle, even battlefield with our enemies. It's only fair and the right thing to do. And they say thank you, and then they start shooting at you again. Yeah. So right. it's like, dude, take the high ground. I'm done with I'm done with this. If people want free speech and advocate for free speech and have disparate opinions and, and, and angry opinions and bad opinions and leftist opinions, I don't care. 
If Elon Musk banned someone literally because they were making fun of him, I'd be like, that is BS. But these are people who are lying. The media is lying. They're claiming they were banned for making fun of Elon Musk. Total lies. Mm -hmm. They're saying they followed the rules. Total lies. They are setting fire to the system and hoping we give them an opportunity to come back. I'm not doing it. Anyway, Whoopi Goldberg and what's her name? Gigi Hadid. Delete their Twitter accounts. Hadid. After Hadid. Hadid. Yeah. Hadid. She's like a supermodel. Yes. Right? Isn't she mm-hmm. a supermodel? Yes. I don't she. care. These, had, these had people no are all leaving and Twitter is growing more than it's ever grown. More and more people want to be on the platform. Elon Musk is making it funny, exciting and entertaining again. And these people are just like, well, I'm leaving. Good. So be it. I don't care. Bye. So th- this is the point. Kathy Griffin and Ethan Klein wanted to get banned. Like, along with all of these other actors, they're intentionally leaving the platform. Because you think that their follower accounts are fake. No, I think for a lot of them, it's true. Like, yeah. a lot of high-profile celebrities, you ever notice, they'll tweet and get like five retweets? Mm-hmm. They'll get like five, they have a million followers and nobody, nobody ever interacts that with is them. A yeah. whole could, crazy could, I sp- thing. could I speak on that? Yeah. By the way, I live in Los Angeles. I live um, right in the epicenter of this. So I'll meet the people. They actually approach me and offer to me to boost uh, my followers. I say no, because I think it'll mess up your engagement. But um, they'll point out to me all the people who they've actually boosted their followers. It's apparently was very, very common for a long, long time. Oh, yeah. really? To have people like come in and- Fake followers, fake engagement. They'll, they'll yeah. even get it to the point where they increase the followers, then increase the views on the videos, increase the yep. likes, increase the comments. And you can tell the comments are very dumb and kind of simple. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a huge, huge thing. They do it because they're trying to get social proof. Yeah. Um, some of them right. they do. Yeah. Well, that's what's what celebrities social, what's do. Social proof? Just to make yourself look more popular, more oh, relevant. Yeah. That's what you, celebrities you, do now. What politicians do is even double layered, layered than that because they're using tax dollars for bots and sock puppet accounts in order to, of course, galvanize political stances and ideas that they want you to believe that other people are behind as well. So this happens on, on right, a big, right, right. big major level. This is where Elon Musk is smart. In 2011, there were revelations. Leaked, uh, leaked communications showed that the U.S. government was purchasing sock puppet accounts to manipulate public opinion. They claimed not in the United States. Nonetheless, Twitter was heavily involved. So Elon probably looked at this and said, the intelligence agencies really want these accounts. Mm-hmm. They want to manipulate. They have no choice but to pay me eight bucks per account they use. Mm-hmm. So he says eight bucks. Now, it's funny because all these leftists are like, there's only 400,000 verified uh, individuals anyway. Even if Elon Musk charged them all $8, he wouldn't make enough to run the platform. And it's just like, are you stupid? Yeah, that's He wants point. to charge people who are not verified to right. become yeah. verified right. so that he gets millions of, of $8 subscriptions. But more importantly, the U.S. government will now have to spend $8 per bot. And Super. they probably operate <laughs> millions of them. So Elon's like, hey, but here's, here's the worst part. That's my money. That's your money. Yeah. 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 Elon, what? It's a, government taking our money and giving it to Elon Musk. Well, well, yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty much his history when you look at all the businesses he <laughs> right. started, number one. But, but you know, as we talked about celebrities having social proof, the government, I, I think their proof is called like MK Ultra proof or something. But, but they do this on such a grand level and we are literally at the precipice where all of this could be exposed. All of the manipulation, all the finagling, all the things that are happening behind the scenes that we don't know about when it comes to the big government putting their hand up your, you know what, in your business that could all end with elon musk saying okay i'm gonna make a stand here fake accounts fake bots not allowed here which is going to really change the internet landscape as 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 of course social media has become so curated the algorithms are so controlled that it's only what special interests want you to see when we have free speech when we don't have bots we have the first potential for actual real conversations to happen that could change not only the social landscape but the political landscape of this country and change it for what i believe to be for the better 
since good ideas will be able to battle battle uh, bad ideas. And I think this has been happening on such a big level, especially during the last three years, especially during COVID. All the bad ideas that, that were followed, that people were going along with, could never be tested and challenged. Now, the government's going to face a reality that they can't lie to us anymore, and that's going to be a game changer. Here's I, think what, here's, I think they're going to keep lying to us anyway. Yeah. This, Absolutely. But not on social media. This also if Elon can pull this off, though. Well, if you guys have seen the article by Darren Beatty from Revolver.News about Elon Musk on Twitter, have you guys seen those? Darren yeah. Beatty on Revolver.News, he wrote, wrote these, one? Um, these incredible articles about how for Elon Musk to buy Twitter is not like buying Home Depot. So even if Home Depot is theoretically bigger, Twitter is this, you know, entire national conversation so it's elon is probably going to get take so many hits based on this and there's so many vulnerabilities that e elon has so it's going to be tough for him i think to make this truly free speech i think it's i think it's still up in the air if he's able to do this i think it's i think it really is funny when you think about the government sock puppets that you know elon's yeah. businesses are all about subsidies spacex government contracts mm -hmm. what, what, what did tesla get they got subsidies or what yeah especially when it comes to carbon credits that they also sell on the market right now that's one of the ways that they still make a lot of their money people don't understand that elon musk is also for a carbon tax also for a world government and uh you know the, promotes a lot of the bigger globalist issues as well the real dispute is that the people complaining about Elon are actually government sock puppets being like, we don't want to spend the $8. And they, <laughs> As and they, they buy his Tesla. That's right. Yeah, yeah. As AOC, like AOC. Well, these are, these I are mean, like, if you think, like, there have been a lot of incidences where Biden has uh, touted EVs and stuff, and he never mentions Tesla. Yeah. Well, now there's a big, uh, there, there was a big shift as, of course, he's even pr uh, promoting and giving tax incentives to companies that don't produce cars in the United States. Mm -hmm. Tesla produces yeah, exactly. cars in right. Texas. Exactly. All right, all right. Exactly. Let's, let's talk about Elon. From Politico, Elon Musk backs Republicans ahead of midterms. Shared power curbs the worst excesses of both parties, Musk wrote in a tweet. He wanted to say that he's always been independent-leaning Democrat. Now he's saying it's time to vote Republican. To independent-minded voters, shared power curbs the worst excesses of both parties. Therefore, I recommend voting for a Republican Congress, given that the presidency is Democratic, Musk wrote on Twitter. All right. I'll take it, I guess. You ain't wrong. Yeah, I mean, I think I think that's the way to go personally. And I think yeah. a lot of the states where we have contentious elections, um, you know, like New York suddenly is very contentious. We have Kathy Hochul, who is just the worst. I mean, she's terrible. And we have Lee Zeldin, who has the, you know, broad support of the Jewish community that's been facing increasing anti-Semitism in the city. Um, and suddenly, Zeldin has pulled ahead in the polls. That's... Fascinating. Yeah. I don't think we've had a Republican governor in New York City, New York State uh, since um, Pataki. Pataki. Yeah. Was He's that? the last one. That was like 94. That was wow. uh, no two thousand. 2000. I think he was also a Bilderberg member, uh, George Pataki. Oh, really? I had a conversation with him. It didn't go as as good as I thought. It would. Really? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but the argument that Elon Musk is making here is essentially I, I was talking about this a couple of days ago on the show, saying specifically the best government is no government. When the government is fighting each other, that's the government I want, because then the government isn't fighting you, the citizen. Mm -hmm. And the points he makes here. spending all your money, though. Well, well, not if they're not passing laws by by having, of course, arguments about them and not agreeing with them. So they're spending less of your money. They're passing less laws when there's, of course, a juggernaut inside of the Capitol and all of them are disagreeing on what they should be right, doing. But what we have going on right now is we have a Congress that disagrees with each other, that doesn't get anything done. And so then we have a president who just runs... Uh, executive orders from the Oval Office spending trillions of dollars in so doing on yeah. all kinds of random garbage. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean, executive orders have been normalized by the previous presidents, and it seems like well, every Biden president is, is doing it more, do and more and more and more. Yeah. 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 I mean, Trump had a bunch of executive Trump orders had as a well. Bunch. Um, Obama had a ton. Yep. Yep. And, he had more than Bush. And and I think yeah. we also have to counter and factor in the Federal Reserve policies that truly do matter when it comes to our money. But I'm not making the policy about even just the money. I'm talking about government intervening in your life, and I think that's what Elon Musk is calling for here: a checks of balances, so the Republicans say no to the Democrats, the Democrats say no to the Republicans. I'm all for that. Yeah, I think what we'll end up seeing if we do have, you know, the red wave is we're going to see all of these investigations because Congress won't be able to get any laws passed, but they will be able to dig into things and figure out what's been going on. Agreed. Yeah. Subpoena power. Rand mm-hmm. Paul, I guess he's going to be on like the health committee or something yeah, like that. Yeah, and Marjorie Taylor Greene's going to get some committees back. That's she right. wants to be on what the oversight committee. Is that what she said? Which one did know. she want to be on? But, uh, you know, she's got McCarthy over a barrel a little bit, and he's going to have to put her on whatever she wants. And then maybe a couple years later, two years later, we won't we'll have new leadership. Maybe we'll get more America first candidates in. But this is a start. What's what's the best government, Owen? Give us the give us the answer here. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I've I've had so many conflicting opinions of this as I've gotten older. Minimal. Mm. I think the challenge is with uh, I think any any. a lot of these ideologies, communism, even anarchism, are, are utopian. They're idealistic. And humans are driven by emotion. One of the challenges with uh, the, the, the marketplace of ideas argument that we should let all the ideas compete, com- com- uh, compete with each other, which I, I mostly agree with, is that what we've seen consistently from the left is exploitation of emotion for power. And so when you put every idea in the marketplace, and one idea is two plus two equals four. The left comes in and says, you're a white supremacist. And you go, huh? And then it makes people feel bad. Those feelings drive them more than the facts do. So your argument only works insofar as you're able to effectively communicate. When you have people who are clearly not trying to communicate and trying to deceive and destroy, well, you get big problems. So we can say we want to be, we, we want no government. We want to be libertarian. We want to say everybody can do their thing, but then evil people seek to exploit. Well, it goes even deeper, too, when you have censorship. So now you can't even fight back effectively. Um, I feel like if you have free speech openly and you can fight back, um, you can make really, really compelling arguments. I mean, if there was a platform where we could speak freely, the things that I, the, the kind of content that I could make would be off the chains, but can't do it, right? So that's one part. Another thing, too, is that it's really, really sick and sociopathic when you see some of the most important issues in the world, things like you know, being against white supremacy, then being twisted for some kind of political agenda. I mean, these are really, really important issues that then get twisted and it actually devalues it, right? So if everybody's being called these things, it devalues it for when there's a real instance of that, which is just one of the sickest things that I've ever seen. And it's one of these things where then people are afraid to even give their opinion um, because if you get painted with that brush, it's like, it's kind of like getting, uh, becoming radioactive. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I'm for anarchy myself because anarchy to me represents decentralization. And I think most of our problems in our society are plaguing from centralization. And I think the more we break up power, the more we allow individuals to decide for themselves that is right for them, I think that's the pathway that's going to help us. But then maybe the real answer is not anarchy, but to recognize that a system will always, the power will always begin to coalesce. And there, there needs to be a mechanism to immediately shatter that centralized power. And then recognizing that your decentralized system will slowly start to centralize again. I, I don't think we have in this country the proper mechanisms for reestablishing decentralization. And it's because power doesn't want to give itself up. 
So the Constitution has done a really great job of holding back rapid centralization. But even now, the Constitution is Swiss cheese. Yeah. And things are really things are really tightening up at a federal level. You even hear Biden talking about how if the Democrats hold Congress, they're going to pass. um, They're going to federally legalize abortion, even though that's not something that the populace as a whole wants. They're just going to do stuff anyway. And they've been. And they I mean, when was the last time they declared war? Yeah, they don't do that. They yeah. do. Was um, it Vietnam? They do instead, though, pass legislation about not being discriminatory based on people's yeah. hairstyles. That's in New York. That's an actual so, law passed in New York City. Yes. Where if you get caught discriminating against someone's haircut, allegedly yes. you have to pay, what is it, $150,000 fine? I don't know. Something $125,000 fine. And if, yeah. but that's, that's for accidental. If it's a yeah. willful uh, uh, discrimination, it's 250. That's insane. That's too much government. That's too much. But uh, I'm pretty yeah. sure they put that in at the federal level. I'm pretty sure that went through Congress. I don't remember hearing that. I remember hearing it in New York City specifically. Yeah, it was definitely in New York City. But they're also going to put in put through the thing, um, the federal level where you basically can't be a freelancer anymore. You know, the the like AB5 in California California, are doing that. The the PRO Act. New York's doing that. New York is doing that. But also the federal government is is, doing that. I I think what? Yeah, Biden has been pushing for that for a while. That's wow, apocalyptic. Yeah. That would, it's that, a so, so devastating plan because people, it means that people are no longer in control of their own work product. Yeah. Yeah. It means you can't you can't be an, an, an independent. You uh, can't just be anything. yourself and hire yourself out and do some work. So AB5, for those that aren't familiar, it was this law they passed in California that said something like, it was different per, per job, but if you do a certain number of jobs as an independent contractor, you're now an employee. Mm-hmm. What happened was instantly, my favorite thing, Vox, SB Nation, fired all their freelancers. They yeah. had to because yeah. they couldn't do it and they couldn't be a freelancer in California yep. anymore. And also the companies that um, the law was designed to go after, like Uber and some other ones, got waivers. Right. Yeah. So they didn't have they to do to it. Exist. But here, here's, here's the way it works. Under this law, and if with the PRO Act, is that New York or is that federal one? The PRO Act, is, that would be federal. So this is what, what that means. Let's say you make birdhouses for a living. And then you go to a local shop and say, I'd like to sell you this birdhouse. They'd be like, I can't buy from you because if I buy too many, then you're an employee. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, wait, what? I'm just trying to sell you a birdhouse. Well, what? and then they have all the regulations about different ways that you have to treat your employees. And yes, you have to give, exactly. you know, sick leave and parental well, leave and communism. all these things. Yeah, I'm, I'm an and em- the other thing, too, is like, you're just a person. You want to work out of your house. You don't want to be beholden to some company. Can't you don't do want that. them to tell you what to do. And the next thing you know, you can't, you know, make your. So I'm, re- I'm, I'm, I'm an employer yeah. based out of California, and I can tell you that once they started bringing that stuff in, we actually decided just to shrink. And then when COVID happened, we decided to shrink even more, and mm-hmm. we actually became a lot more efficient and profitable. I was the kind of person where I just we usually have around 100 employees, and I did that because I just like to hire people. I just want people to get paid, and I like making jobs. But when they start messing with you like that, you're like, you know what? Forget it. We're just going to become more efficient, and, and mm-hmm. that's what we did. And now there's homeless people everywhere because. Mm-hmm. They're struggling to function in the society. Yeah. Well, vote for more of it, I guess. Tomorrow, yeah. hey, here's your chance if you want to burn it all down. Yeah, but I'm not even kidding. Many of these far leftists are like, if you vote for them, they will keep burning it down. Mm-hmm. I, I actually hit a point where, because um, I run a seminars company and they wouldn't let us do seminars anymore during COVID. And I decided just to travel around and just hang out in the outdoors. I skied every major ski resort. I went to almost every national park. I just drove the country. That's I said, right. I'm good. I don't need to run some big company. Um, we can run it more profitably without all that stuff. We just liked making jobs. But if they're saying that they're going to mess with us like that, what's the incentive? Like, how do I know they're not going to lock down again? Mm-hmm. I don't know that. So I don't care if they're going to play those games like Atlas Shrug. You ever read Atlas yeah. Shrug, Ayn Rand? Yeah. I'm just like, I'm chill. It's all good. You got to leave so California. They're, yeah, they're, I mean, I am. And they're demoral. I want to move to Wyoming, actually. I want to ski. But they're demoralizing employers. Yeah, it sucks. 
fucking horrible out there. Why? Why but are you still there? Across, yeah, they're doing that across. LA the board, is pretty though. awesome. It, it actually is pretty awesome. LA but, but is not really. It, awesome. It's super duper awesome. You're in the right place. <laughs> I, I've, I've come, lived come, come visit sometime. I invite I've, you guys. I've, come I've, crash I've, me in LA. I lived there. For you guys got to come crash me in LA. It's a lot of fun. But I've lived there for a couple of years. It's not awesome. You know, well, you got to live in the right place. But where'd you live? I lived in Koreatown. I lived in Westwood, and I lived in North Hollywood. Okay. Well, I hope I hope you'll come visit sometime. I want to show you around. But okay, just come. You lived in the right places. It turns out. Turns out. Yeah. Apparently had the wrong experience. Yeah. But the point the point being is that Caruso might get in. We're all hoping for Rick Caruso. We're all praying for Rick You're still going to have Newsom, and he's a menace. We just got to pray for Caruso. Um, all right, all right, all right. Well, check it out. Check it out. Mm -hmm. Maybe, maybe from the Daily Wire. Superstar Katy Perry confirms she's voting for Rick Caruso. This is a guy, he's technically a Democrat, but he was a Republican until he decided, like a couple weeks before he decided to be, uh, is, is that what happened? I think he, so. He was a Republican, then he's like, I'm going to run Democrat, switched parties, then ran. And now you got this big old picture of Katy Perry voting for a, what is effectively a Republican. So what does that mean? Does that mean there's 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 hope? She's got, G is that Jesus tattooed on her wrist? Mm -hmm. I mean, I'd be willing to bet that she's probably votes Republican in secret anyway. She might. The other thing with Rick Caruso is that he owns the Grove Mall, which is the best mall in LA and it's super duper clean. It's he like owns this it? Um, I think so. So the we Grove should probably, is awesome. Yeah, we should probably fact check that, but I think he does. So the thing is, is that the optics of this perfectly clean, like the most clean part of LA, and then kind of juxtaposing that against the rest of LA that's getting a little bit overrun. It's uh, just the optics of it bit. just feels good. <laughs> Let's just make sure that I got that correct. Caruso affiliated owns the Grove. And the Grove is so beautiful and wow. everybody in LA loves it. So Great. it's like this beautiful, clean place. So just seeing that is the perfect optics for somebody who could clean it I don't it think up. there's anything that everyone in New York City loves. We have a couple Central of Park. malls. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. Central Park. I lived I in New York Central City. Park. I grew up in New York City. Yeah. I think everyone loves Central Park. Probably. That might be the only thing. But yeah. the Grove is so clean. So yeah. it's just perfect. It's clean. It's orderly. Mm -hmm. Everybody in LA lo loves the Grove. Not so, the Grove. But yeah. now the cops arrest you and give you tickets if you're there past like 11 p.m. or 12 p.m. in Central New York Park. City, Central Park, which is absolutely draconian. Well, and, and we're and back insane. to the thing where yeah. you're, where well, if you're a woman walking by yourself, you're yeah. not walking through the park after dark. Yeah, like you, we are back to that. I was talking to a friend of mine yeah. the other night, and she's like, I don't walk through McCarran Park after dark anymore. Well, you there can't. was that and young woman. And it used to be no issue at all. That young woman at, at uh, where's it? Columbia. Yeah. Was it? She yeah. got murdered by those like teenagers or whatever. Yeah. And she's not the only one. I mean, teenagers are out there killing people. There was 30. a young man on the subway, 14 years old, who was murdered by a gang of girls stealing his iPhone. Whoa. 14. Well, how, just they, this they, kid. how did they murder him? Like, they, what, what? they stabbed him to death. Whoa. Yeah. And he didn't know them. The, they were not at all connected. Yeah. In New York them. City, when you need help from the cops, they're not there. They, there they, no many cops. times there's, there's so no many there's so many when you when you are yep. by trump tower and you want to complain about black lives matter in the street the okay. police are there to arrest you yeah, yeah of course that, yes, sure. yes, yes. I, I was finishing my statement there and particularly also talking about how if there's a ticket to be written they're there they're gonna do it but if you need help i know multiple instances where people were getting shot stabbed or beaten and the cops were literally literally standing by and watching not doing anything not but, but we need to make sure yeah. that these 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 violent criminals who are committing these crimes are are, are let out of jail w because it, it's only fair, right? I mean, you know, a cash bail is is holding someone unreasonably, right? Yeah, there's a yeah, guy. Named, there's a guy they, named uh, Matt, there's a guy named Matt Belinsky. No, 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 no I, I, I want an answer to this this this, this statement. <laughs> what? If you have someone committing crimes in New York, uh -huh. should we extend to them our principles of letting them out of jail instead of, or, or should we hold them? That's not the same argument. I don't have that principle of yeah. letting people out of jail. So so I, I so think so should we be locked we, up if they commit crimes. But you got to prove it, right? You can't just arrest someone without proving it before a jury of their peers. Okay, but so, you, that's so, you know. Do you believe that people should be should only be imprisoned if they're proven guilty beyond a reasonable doubt? Uh, probably not. I think Pro probably you should be able to sit in jail waiting for your trial if you're a violent person. 
So not innocent if you've until committed a violent crime. So so the idea is the government shouldn't be allowed to put you in jail unless they've proven you've committed a crime. But what we've done on the side is we've recognized there's actually like a, a, a gradient here. It's not absolute. And that is some people are so dangerous. We actually decide even before we've proven it, we're going to remand them and not release them. Now, that's a challenge. I have an issue with that because my values are you. The government should not be able to put you in a box and lock it up unless they've proven beyond a reasonable doubt you've actually done something wrong because innocent people do suffer because of this. However, I also recognize letting the letting people out in this regard results in rampant violent crime. And I don't know what the solution is, but I can tell you cashless bail has only made things worse. Yeah, they were supposed to do cashless bail only for nonviolent offenders. And it hasn't really worked out that way because people will be let out of jail. And two days later, they're back in because they've killed somebody. Mm -hmm. We've seen this happen in Chicago and New York and all over the place. And that means the solution. The solution is people get put in jail for extended periods of time because the system can't handle it, even if they're they're not proven guilty. That's a that's a problem. That is a problem. And the court system should work a lot faster. Like you shouldn't be sitting there having a trial two years after you did the thing or like, you know, that, just but, yeah. stuck in but, jail. But, but for I, the I get that. Time. But that's like there was a story I saw where a Starbucks had huge lines going out the drive through into the street. So the city voted to ask Starbucks workers to work faster. Oh, nice. Like, if we don't have, if, if the city is so rife with crime and so dense that the court systems and the police can't actually properly adjudicate crimes, actually have bail hearings, then the whole system is just totally screwed up and busted. There's, I don't even know how you fix it. Yep. So the problem we have now is our values, and this is what the, the progressives have been advocating for, in cities like, like LA, New York, and Chicago, and whatever is, you should not be able to imprison someone for any any reason. I mean that in the colloquial sense, not the legal sense, unless you've proven it. And that, that includes a bail hearing. But because there's so much crime, you have people lined up and the judge is like, I don't have time for this. Mm-hmm. Remand, you're violent. Or a person's like, your honor, I argue he's not violent. Okay, fine, you can leave. No, no cash bail. Then they go murder people again. Mm-hmm. I think the problem is there is no, like we can be as principled as we want to be. We have a very serious problem. We do have a serious problem, and we have crime rising, even though we have Democrats telling us that it's just that that's just it's not a conspiracy true. theory. I'm, I'm, I'm right. mostly in big cities these days, and um, I, I was at Surfside Tacos last night here in D.C., or just close to here, and uh, we got shot at actually mm-hmm. last night. I'm not even kidding. Everybody's hitting the ground. Last night, getting a taco. I'm like, wow, I'm going to go out, get a taco. What my kids going to think? No big deal. We all laughed it off, but it happened. Um, all my kids had to stop a robbery recently in Los Angeles, had to get in a fist fight. The mother of my kids, uh, my buddy Sid got pistol whipped in New York and robbed for his watch right by Piano Bar uh, in New yeah, York. Yeah, I know, right? Then he, then he got clocked by another crazy guy uh, in WeHo in Los Angeles. Um, you walk down the street in LA and it, there is a huge homeless encampments of tents that just run all down Sunset Boulevard. Well, dude, I mean, it's getting crazy. You, you can't yeah. walk down the street. I don't know what you're talking about. Like, you can't walk down the street. Like, the all the encampments literally block you from walking down the sidewalk. Yeah, you have to actually have to walk, walk onto, on yeah, what he's saying, you have to walk onto Sunset Boulevard, yeah. and then you walk by the encampments. Yeah. And um, they're not, look, they're nice. They haven't caused any problems, but what if I'm with my kids? <laughs> I'm not gonna walk by that. Like, if I'm, if I'm walking around the city, I, you know, and I see like a bunch of homeless junkies like nodding off, mm-hmm. I cross the street. I mean, I'm not going to walk by that. I'm not going to do it. I'm mm-hmm. not walking by with my kid and I'm not walking by by myself. Like, totally. you know, the risk reward scenario is just, it's just not there. It's also so, just so hold weird. On. So like, what, what do we do about this? 
What do, uh, do we, we do, do about Do we start this? arresting the open air drug I don't, markets? You know, we used to do that, right? So when Giuliani came into office in New York City in like, what, 93 or something like that, he started cleaning up the city by doing exactly that. He was just started arresting people, arresting people for Sounds selling drugs. And it was, you know, it was pretty severe. And I remember at the time being like, what is this? Why? Nah, 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 nah. But um, the city turned into a paradise within about 15 years, and it was spectacular mm-hmm. to live there. Yeah, that It sounds, was very effective. Well, I, I, it sounds authoritarian. It does sound authoritarian. But, I mean, I think when you're talking about a big city, when you're talking about millions of people living on top of one another who need to have a safe place to walk and, you know, safe streets safe parks, safe places to walk around in to do their and, business and all of that. And this yeah, is my lock, argument. Lock people up. But at this point, too, we have a much different situation because and we've completely is, decriminalized marijuana. And so. this is right. So this is my argument when it comes to people like Ethan and Kathy Griffin. When they're actively advocating against our oh, rights to free there. speech, <laughs> I say they're banned. OK, good riddance. Like if if someone is innocent in New York City and they get arrested, I hope they are not held. And that's why I don't like the idea of cash bail, that mm-hmm. a poor person who's in the wrong place at the wrong time gets arrested and the state is just like too bad for you. Yeah. That's screwed up. Yeah. But now we see what happens when you have cashless bail. People are being pushed in front of subway trains. People, right. Yeah, people and are so, being slashed. So I don't know. Security versus freedom. I lean towards Second Amendment. The, the issue, however, is you want to err on the side of stop violence, meaning more innocent people get locked up, or err on the side of protecting the innocent, meaning more bad people go free. We tend to err on the side of bad people going free. But we at have a certain a situation point, now, too. If, at a certain point, we just say, if we know the person is violent and actively sowing like, violence destruction, we remand them. Mm-hmm. If you've got people like you know these, these prominent leftists who are going to advocate against speech and cheer for censorship— we say remand them. When they get censored, I'm not letting them out. That can be adjudicated somewhere else. Yeah, I mean, we have a system that incentivizes crime, uh, incentivizes some of the worst behaviors while making citizens uh, defenseless. That's a major problem that, that, of course, we need to talk about more because if people were able to defend themselves, if people weren't being prosecuted by George Soros district attorneys that punish people for self-defense, it would be a totally different landscape. If politicians and the school system and the education system weren't incentivizing a lot of this violent nonsense, I don't think we would be in this kind of system. So I I, I think the c- problem is very complex. I think it can't just be solved in one simple conversation or in one simple phrase. But uh, at the end of the day, I, I think the government's making a, it a lot worse than that. I have, I have an and anal- more government wouldn't make it better, in my opinion. I have, I have an analogy that I used uh, for Ian. You know, Ian really loves us. He's in a science. I was imagining living in New York City. And I, uh, I was imagining when I did live there. I lived on uh, Myrtle and Nostrand in this apartment building in a small, like 700 square foot box with people to my top, left, right, and behind me and below me. And then I was just like, man, I can't play music here. You, you can't, you can, get, you can get an acoustic guitar and you can play during certain hours. You can't play drums. Right. You can get practice pads or maybe an electric kit and then put, you know, uh, headphones on or something, but you can't be noisy. And what I started to think was, as people get pushed closer, you, you, you have this, as an individual, you have this bubble of freedoms around you. As you get further and further away from other people, that bubble grows and grows and grows where you're, no, you're not impeding on anybody else's life. As you move closer and closer to people, the bubble starts getting pressed upon by other people's bubbles. So I, I, I you know, Ian loved us because I said it was like rural people are basically like gaseous, bouncing around all crazy, having all this freedom, having a good time. And then as you move closer and closer to the city, it becomes more solid where you literally can't do anything. You can't be noisy. You can't be up too late. You can't blast the stereo. You, you can't, can't have your guns. Can't have your guns. Can't can't cook stinky foods because there's too many people around you. You are solidified in this block that's rigid and controlled. 
And I think the problem is there is no ideological or policy solution to population density. There's none. You recognize that if you live in a big city, there's going to be too much crime because there's too many people and the police and the courts won't be able to handle it properly. properly. So I just I, I think it's fair to say there's no simple solution. Well, Either you, you increase security or you so let you crime city, rampant. You do give right. up a lot of Well, your... there's been an incentivized program within the last few decades pushing people to live in cities, wanting people to live on top of each other. Yes. I think that kind of lifestyle, lifestyle has been uh, glorified. I, I think there's been a lot of manipulation to make it seem like it's trendy, like it's cool, like it's hip, when in reality, it's an absolute hellscape where police officers try to steal your money to generate revenue for the state while, of course, making sure you're defenseless as the craghead who stabs you... Uh, uh, you know, as they're literally sitting there watching you uh, right, bleed out. Right, but it out. doesn't have that, to be that's, like that. That's and life in New York City, but that's life in New York City. It wasn't like that before. It wasn't like that. It wasn't like that in the 90s? Because I grew okay, up in New York City in the 90s. It was like that in the uh, 90s. Thank you, Libby. It was. And, and then, then it, it got, changed and got uh, better. It got and more authoritarian. back to yeah. like that Yeah, broken again. windows policing. Yes, that's and right. And crime dropped dramatically. And Did it, yeah. or was it just the reporting? Because we also have to understand here, the New York City Police Department manipulates manipulates the reporting. Uh, yes, of course. But uh, but I'm saying crime goes in waves. But yeah, when there's a program and, and there's been an epidemic of New York City police officers that have been downgrading particular crimes to make it seem like it's not mm -hmm. a big issue, yeah. whether it's, you know, uh, you know, assaults, it was simple batteries, whether it's robberies, it was just a small petty theft. And a lot of the times police officers got caught lessening the crimes in order to make their precinct look like it was good and tough on crime. When in reality, there was a lot of crime. And what essentially Giuliani did, he violated a lot of people's civil rights, but he also contained the crime in particular areas uh, and essentially pushed it away. And it still continued, but only continued in certain neighborhoods. Yes, that's exactly right. Yeah. They turned Manhattan into a glorious playground. For the super rich. Yes. Yes. And for those of us who wandered about in it. Yes. <laughs> let's, uh, let's talk about tomorrow. We have this story from space.com. What is a blood moon published three days ago? My friends, at 3.02 a.m. Eastern time, the blood moon will begin. For those of you on the West Coast, it will be at 12.02 a.m. It's fascinating. When I first heard that a blood red moon would be happening on a full moon on the day of the midterm elections, signifying a great red beacon, I was like, wow, I, that's, that's, that's the, literally the definition of ominous. But then I thought 3 a.m. though, what does that mean? 3 a.m.? That's, that's, not, that's not ominous at all. And then I realized, oh, Pacific time. Mm -hmm. That means when the sun, when, 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 the, when the day starts for the contiguous United States and everyone is now in November 8th, the day of the midterms, the moon will turn blood red. And it was funny, too, because I don't know if it was you, Luke, who mentioned this. It's not a blue moon. Yeah. And there is a blue moon. Yes. It's a second full moon in a month. And we're not having that. We're having a blood moon. So the blood moon is coming. And this one's for all of you, my friends, because people are referring to it as the MAGA moon. I Google searched the spiritual meaning of the blood moon, and I would like to read for you the opening sentence. The ancient Incans and Mesopotamians believed the blood moon was an omen portending death and overthrow of the king. How about that? <laughs> Yo, what is up? That's, that's really, crazy. That's really and wild. This is, and this is going to be happening in a few hours? 
Yeah. yeah. And this is this is also <laughs> the same day that a lot of people on social media are saying that Donald Trump will announce that he's going to be running for president in 2024. I'm watching his speech right now in Dayton, Ohio. And there's also news that the entire Trump family is going to be in attendance for this speech. Oh, my I'm watching, goodness. It's gonna I'm watching, I'm watching the speech now and I'm, and I'm monitoring social media. But but there's a lot of symbolism here, and and I think it's fair to say that there's going to be a lot of crazy things uh, in our social political discourse that uh, are, are going to be very eye opening in the next few hours. So definitely pay attention to what's going on here. I know I'm closely paying attention to all the details as they're unfolding here. Yeah, Everyone's on their cell phones insane. now, seeing We're what's like, going on what, on social what? media. No, uh, I'm just but, but I'm keeping an eye on it. I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm checking in with the crew at the Post Millennial who are totally. We just got to wait right as soon now. as we get word if Trump announces because he's not going to be speaking for. I told them to message me. <laughs> I'm keeping an eye When's on. When's the it? rally over? I don't it's, know, he's but he's talking going forever. Yeah, I mean, the talks, other night he, he talked, talked in the rain while. for 15 so, okay, minutes. Yeah. But, but let's let's let me ask you guys. When you see stuff like a blood moon, a red moon, right when the day starts on the midterms, when people are calling for a red wave and the omen is that a blood moon signifies the, the overthrow of the king. How do you guys feel about that? I think it's a lot of fun. Do you believe it? Do you, it's I just fun. think it's a lot of fun. You know, yeah. I don't know if I believe in uh, all of the things having some sort of. I say when you super see super universe. Is it also a full moon or whatever? Yes. So but that's yeah, going to be a, another major issue because you know I I I have a lot of uh, friends and family that work in emergency services and they tell me every time it's a full moon, yeah, we know do. it's going to be a full work day. We know there's too. going to be a lot of people losing their ish. Mm-hmm. Um, so th- there is you know there's there's a lot is of that, ingredients is that actually here. Verified? Is that true? Well, that's what my friends and family told it me. It is true. Mm-hmm. I've uh, heard this yeah, as well. I, yeah. 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 So I have but, but I have some family members that are nurses, some that are police officers. And they tell me, like, it, uh, like full moon, it, it gets crazy. It's a simple wow. explanation. Yeah. It's very bright during a full moon. Yeah, mm-hmm. more light. You, yeah, you can it's, go it's, around and do stuff. That's right. Yeah. Uh, during a new moon, I mean, everybody who lives outside of a city knows this. You don't need to. But the crazy thing right. is, people in cities really don't get it. There's that famous story where the power went out in L.A. in the 90s. And everyone started calling 911 because there was a strange thing in the sky. It was the Milky Way they'd seen for the yeah. first time in their lives. That's funny. It's crazy. But for a lot of people who live outside of a city, you know, like... There's moon shadow. People mm-hmm. in cities just it's permanent illumination. They don't even right. realize the moon Same casts a shadow. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it, also, you know, my friends and family reported a lot of people just going crazy, losing their mind. A lot of mental health calls. A lot of people just going absolutely berserk and crazy. Mm-hmm. So that with the the elections with possibly Trump announcing with this blood red moon uh, <gasps> with turbulence. Wait, wait. Someone super chatted. Uh, uh, a raftus of stat said that 3 a.m. is the witching hour. Oh, it is. That's yep. right. So it what is. are the, what are the statistical chances that a blood moon could be on the same night as this? How often does the blood moon happen? It's going five years. Like yeah, every, yeah five, it's every like five years. years. Do you, yeah. Are you guys uh, atheists? You believe in God? What do you believe in? I believe in God. I'm not. I don't believe in organi- any organized religion, though. Mm-hmm. But it's it's things like this. I'll, I'll say. This in and of itself is not enough to convince me of a great power beyond or anything like that. Because coincidences happen. I mean, people win the lottery. But what are the chances of something like, look, blood moons happen, elections happen. I would love to see someone break down the probability of the blood moon happening at 12.02 a.m. Pacific on the day of an election. Like, we know when our elections are going to be. They're they're all preplanned. It's like the first Tuesday or whatever, you know, of, of the month of November. And then we know when full moons are going to be because we can track mathematically very simply. What's the probability of that occurring? 
You know, is it going to be like one every 17,000 years, one every three years? What are five years with the blood moon? What? It, it's certainly not because it would happen every single time. But what if it's like really common? What if it's like actually, you know, every third or fourth blood moon is probably going to fall on a November Tuesday or whatever? I kind of feel like it's extremely rare. Maybe somebody knows the math. I don't know. I see I stuff like that. I know the math. It's things like this that you see enough of. And eventually just like there's too many weird things like that that happen to just believe we're in some random chaotic universe. There's there's a there's some kind of structure to all of this. Yeah. I hundred percent think it means something. Hundred percent. But all the stuff, all the stuff combined means something. I do. Witching hour, blood moon, blood moon election <laughs> there's, there's, day. There's a lot of really, really bad <laughs> stuff happening in the past couple of years, as you guys are aware of. But yeah, there's right. always a lot of really bad stuff not, happening. No, not like this. it's been no. bad no, the last few years. There's always a not lot like of really. No. Bad. The, you, it just depends on where you're standing and what you're looking at. That I agree Maybe, with. But what's but been happening here is next yeah. level. It's been I wild. Yeah, it's Ukraine, COVID. Pretty bad. But it's always. I mean, you guys. I mean, the thing is. It's kind of always like this. I, I wish we could dig deeper this into it. This is what we're not, humanity we're not, is. We're like not, we're constantly facing. I, I think the sad thing existential is existential we, we, we can't even dig too deep into some of the things going on. But it's just sad. I mean, there's crazy stuff happening. And, sure, but and there's all. I mean, there's literally always crazy stuff the, happening. The thing is, technology right now, technology is always yeah, te- moving. Te- technology is quickly. moving so quickly. That's right now. always happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but we're. I'm just trying to evaluate what we can get into this here, whole but. thing of like weird and inflection point in history that biden is always talking about like mm. i think it's always this nuts mm-hmm. when i talk to you know my grandparents have passed but mm. they used to talk about all kinds of crazy things happening like they had world war ii they had the holocaust mm. for right. goodness sakes they had the great depression my grandfather was like mucking around in the woods of bill Ricca, massachusetts to forage for mushrooms to feed his family right. and by the time he was an older man like if he looked at a mushroom he would retch like stuff is always nuts let me read this let me read this in the western christian tradition the hour between 3 a.m and 4 a.m was considered a period of peak supernatural activity this time is also referred to as the devil's hour due to it being a mocking inversion of time in which jesus supposedly died which was 3 p.m Right, that's like the whole reverse. Like everything in scripture is reversed in order to make it uh, satanic. You have like the black mass that mm-hmm. happens, you know, in the middle of the night and all of this stuff. But also in, um, you know, in ye olden times, that's when people would wake up because they would go to bed after it got dark and then they would kind of wake up in the middle of the night Correct. and do stuff and then go back to bed. What does the omen portend? Will it? Does it mean that at some point in the next Three years. I, I so so. It's not. I don't think it's once every five years. I think that's on average. I'm not sure. I was reading uh, a couple articles, but I think. Uh, yeah, the blood moon. The blood moon might, might be once every five. But there's going to be another total lunar eclipse three years later. So we have this blood moon, and then we have this three year period. Maybe it's meaningless. I don't know. All or, I can think is that song. You remember that song, Total Eclipse of the Heart. Yeah, that's all I can think of right now. It's running through mm. my head. So I think it's a lot of fun. I don't know that I put a lot of stock in all of the various, you know, portents or whatever like that. But I do think that it makes it a little bit extra exciting to think about. So and here's what here's what know, let's, let's just let's just we'll get some science here. They say a blood moon happens when Earth's moon is in a total lunar eclipse. While it while it has no special astronomical significance, the view in the sky is striking as the usually whitish moon becomes red or ruddy brown. Lunar eclipses can only happen during a full moon when the sun fully illuminates the surface. Usually a full moon has no eclipse because the moon orbits in a slightly different plane than the earth and the sun. However, at times the planes coincide. Earth passes in between the moon and the sun and cuts off sunlight, causing an eclipse. So what is uh, what makes it red? During a full eclipse, the moon is in the earth's shadow, blah, blah, blah. A red moon appears 
can depend on how much pollution. Is that what it is? Is it just pollution? Blood moon calendar. Okay, here we go. So there was actually another one this year, 16th of May. Did anything happen on May 16th? I don't recall. November 8th. The next will be March uh, 14th, 2025. And then September 7th, 2025. And then March 3rd, 2026. I don't know. I'm checking my date book. Just just one day it lines up, huh? So that's the thing. Like, what's the likelihood of this blood mood lining up on election day? And a time when people are calling for a red wave and expecting Republicans to win and... Well, it can't be, uh, it says in the bottom right there, it can't be anything but pollution because Christopher Columbus used it apparently back in the day. Yeah. So it can't be I guess they're saying pollution yeah. makes it look more red. Oh, uh, okay. I understand. Yeah. I don't know. I don't remember anything on those dates at all. May 16th, I came on the, I was, I was on your show two days later. Oh man, that's real bad news. Right? <laughs> that means you're, you're, you're going to be doing all the chaos. Book, right? It was all my fault. So we have this video basically explaining it. Los Angeles, before the moon sets. We actually, uh, where we are, it looks like the moon's going to go in an arc over the mountains. So we'll be able to like track it. We're going to try and film it, see if we can get it. It's crazy. I remember, you know, sometimes I, just, I, I, be, I remember seeing several blood moons throughout my life and just not even realizing it was a, like what it was or what was going on. It's like, oh, blood moon. I didn't realize that was today. You just look mm. at the moon and it's terrifying. Right. Yeah, yeah, pretty scary. So, so what, do you, what do you think? Who's of? getting overthrown? Yeah, I mean... <laughs> I, I I hope the people in charge, <laughs> uh, but only time really will tell. Bad at being in charge, they're it, terrible at it. Well, I don't know. Yeah, I, I think I think it all depends on perspective. Some would say what they're doing is absolute genius because they kind of make excuses and they make make it look like uh, an old man who's who's not really well is really in charge of everything. When in reality, I don't think that's the case at all. But I was going to throw it at you, Owen, because you were talking about uh, you know, do you believe in God? Mm-hmm. What about you? What do you believe in? I do. And the thing is that as you're on your journey, I think that you'll see these things that'll come up in your field of experience that are like one in millions. And you'll see this again and again and again. As you keep down that path, you'll see this repeatedly. And you'll question it because you're like, this is impossible. How could this be? And I, I've just seen too much of this as I've gotten older. It just, it's, it's, uh, I don't even like talking about it. I feel like it cheapens it. It's just one of those things that you'll experience. Like even when you were saying, um, like there, I almost don't even want to pipe in because I feel like there's just certain things that happen that cheapens it if you go too deep into it, but there's just certain coincidences that are so intense and so crazy as you move on. And um, I think this is one of them. You know, I, th- I think things are happening now personally. So we'll see, let's, let's, let's look back in a couple yeah, of years we'll I find mean, out. I think that human beings have a propensity to feel like they are at the pinnacle of history mm-hmm. and are at the end of human existence. I thought you made a great point about the Holocaust and all these other terrible things happen. I thought you had a great point there. Yeah, yeah I, I did. Mm-hmm. I, I can make more of them too. We, we I'd like, love to. So. We like mm-hmm. to find patterns and things. That's yeah, it's yep. part of what we do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. But then some of these things as you're on your journey will be these one in a million coincidences that let you do things that are so unbelievable. And so it's one of these things where um, you'll become more, like I would encourage you just to even continue to look for these things. I think that you're on a great journey. I think you'll see them if you look. All right, man, thanks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you're getting real serious. But uh, just keep robbing. How many of you bought Powerball tickets? I, I did not. I did not. You didn't? I did not. Is, is it, is it like, I meant to, but I didn't realize I had to do 1. it today. 1.9 billion dollars. Yeah. yeah, 11 p.m. is when they're doing the drawing. I, didn't oh. someone say... My friend asked me to get one, and I I didn't. Didn't someone say that, that the lottery is pretty much a tax on the poor? Yeah. yeah. It yeah. is, basically, yeah. Yeah. And, and, like, the money goes to the state. I, I, we were talking yeah. about this yesterday. I'm like, you know, if I win the lottery, how much of that money actually goes to me? How much of it goes to the state? How would I feel half knowing that I'm giving so much of that money to the state? Like, another, I'd feel horrible. There's another joke. How come 
Uh, how come college students never win the lottery? Why? They're too smart to play. Hey, Mel. Bri here. Gotta work from home today because the whole family caught a nasty. Daddy! Hey, Mikey! If you're gonna puke, find the popcorn bowl! But my availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, but I'm gonna get you that budget. Just as soon as... Right. Mikey! Popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart, Brian. Uh, it's an old joke. The, the, re the reason why you always hear these stories of old people winning the lottery is because they play all the time. And young people are like, I'm not buying a lottery ticket. I have never bought a lottery ticket. It's a You've status never one. It's a status Ponzi scheme. Just gambling. That That's takes away your you money. You know why? Like the reason I've never bought a lottery ticket is that I have been concerned I would get obsessed and then always buy a lottery ticket. Think about this: 1.9 billion dollars. The cash payout is 929 million. Yeah. No, People's I was going to buy one today. Here, here's so. here's the thing: like I had been talked into it. So. People's lives get destroyed by the lottery yeah. because they don't understand what happens when you have money. Mm -hmm. For like for people who've grown up around it or earned their way into it slowly, you see this like imagine this. I'll, I'll tell you guys. When you start becoming when you, when you start becoming more and more successful, people around you become evil as evil can possibly be and you and you learn who your true friends really are. And then you also learn, you know, who was like never really a friend but they really want free stuff. But it, it, is, it is it is unsurprising. I mean, I should say it was surprising to me to discover how many people that you think are your friends turn out to be just extremely evil. Yep. But imagine one day you don't just earn your way into it and experience it slowly over time where you're like, I can't believe someone would do that to me. This is crazy. And then after five years of you, you know, continually being wealthy and successful, you're like, I get it. I got to be on guard and hire lawyers and have police, have security guards. Yep. Imagine one day you're working class and next thing you're worth $900 million, knives out. All the evil people instantly at once draw their blades for you. It's it's insane. I just want to make a really, yeah. really quick point here. I dated a girl who, who won the lottery, and she was like, I wish I never won it because it ripped her family apart. Yeah. And a lot of people who win the lottery, yep. uh, they're miserable because of it. And they lose the money very quickly as well. Yes. So what did, what did she mm -hmm. win? Like millions or something? Uh, yeah, tens of millions. Yeah, Aaron, wow. Aaron Carter, the younger brother of Nick Carter from the Backstreet Boys, just died. And you'll, you'll see a lot of this in... I mean, again, coming from LA, you see a lot of people that come into fame quickly, and there's two different types of people that come into fame. It's, you know, someone like, you know, pretty much you guys at this table where you've had to kind of earn your way up and it's kind of a grind, but some people sort of get plucked up by the establishment and they get put into a fame, you know, base, oh, yeah. and they do have talent. I'm not trying to say that it's, it's binary, they do have talent, but they get plucked up so quickly and put into fame so quickly. Well, he was nine when he did his first video. Th that's what I'm saying, yeah. right? And so what can happen is that, um, uh, they get hooked on drugs. They get too many fake friends around yeah. them. They get they get ungrounded. And in personal growth and in self help, the biggest thing that they talk about all the time is that if you win the lottery, it just destroys your life. You have to actually have the psyche of somebody who's wealthy to yes. be able to maintain it. I'm hundred percent sure I could handle it. You guys well, ready for something? Mm. Yeah, Someone just super chatted this to me. Jay Wood, shout out. Trump was born during a blood moon, June fourteenth. No, no. Oh, really? Check it out. Here it is on Wikipedia. Nineteen forty six. Check it out. Born Is Donald J. Trump, June 14th, 1946. I looked it up. Wow. June 14th, wow. 1946, lunar eclipse. Right there, and there it is, the That's, blood moon. That could so be why he could announce today. Announce. That could be why he could be announcing today. He's going to yeah. announce at 3 a.m. He's going to talk nonstop. And at 3 a.m., be like, did the moon change yet? I'm running, everybody. <laughs> He's still talking right now. I'm watching him talk right now. Anyway, anyway, back to the lottery stuff's interesting. So, uh, well, it's also a psyche of being at the effect, right? It's like these shows like... Um, 
these shows that pluck up the average person and make them famous or things like that, or reality TV, or mm -hmm. taking people that aren't that talented and making them famous. It's more of this idea that the establishment, like, like you're at the effect of life, then the big establishment, which is kind of like this sort of like pimp hole relationship, they come up, they pluck you up, and then they make you famous. The way to get success is not by grinding it out, it's by just being this like perfectly compliant person, then they'll, they'll just pluck you up and make you famous. Yeah, if Harvey Weinstein's happy with you, you're going to get the role. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right? right? Uh. If Les Wexner is happy with you, you're going to get that modeling gig at Victoria. Yeah. A secret true, you know if mr true. epstein or mr clinton are happy with you you might get that good political job it, it, uh, you know, it, in the white a, house it's also so. why a lot of bad governments get elected because people yeah. are in that kind of psychology so one of the biggest things to actually changing what kind of governments get elected is teaching people to think for themselves mm -hmm. i think that's actually the battle of the coming century is teaching people to think for themselves yeah. teaching them not to use groupthink as a easy out to thinking and when you take someone especially like a child and you make them like a disney star you mm -hmm. see horrible ramifications yep. when you do that when you just throw them into fame and these parents that just give their child to these den of vipers in Hollywood. <laughs> Seriously, I mm. mean, when you look at Hollywood, there's a lot of, you know, we're talking about spiritual stuff. There's a lot of satanic, evil, devilish elements well, inside of Hollywood and, and, and in Washington, D.C., where, of course, the biggest amount of psychopaths kind of coalesce and then they prey on the innocent. They take people and then they bring them into and they give them all this money and all this fame. They can't handle it. And then they, they prey on their weaknesses and their mistakes. And that's the entire establishment industry that we're dealing with right now there are a lot of parents though who intentionally exploit their children for you know various financial gain and that's yeah that's know. crazy yeah it's crazy yeah, but they do not, it not uh, just in hollywood they do it all over the yeah, place like Dwayne wade you know yeah like Dwayne Wade. yeah, yeah. like the is being accused of with, is being accused of with, with his that. model child Right, yeah. his, yeah. I think he's also just child. very bought into a certain narrative. Dwayne Wade seems like a very, I think very... Gabriel Union helped. Yeah, like Dwayne Wade looks like an exceedingly positive person, but mm -hmm. I think he's very bought into a certain narrative. I think so too. I also, um, <laughs> I've recently been like, I think there's an issue with stepmothers. I know there's some good stepmothers, <laughs> but I think that, I think it's an issue. Mm. I don't the know. Crazy, I've been the, thinking about that myself. Mm. The crazy thing I would tell people about stuff like lottery wins, it used to be that... Uh, People would lose the money really, really fast. They would waste it on insane things and their lives would be destroyed by it. Recently, because of documentaries talking about this, people have instantly started going to financial advisors and then getting things set up in order. But the one thing you can't advise away from is humanity. Mm. That it's not even about, you, you can't like, I'll tell you, man, if you won $929 million, that, that actually sounds nightmarish. You're going to have people trying to kill you. You're not going to. So like we, we get this all the time with uh, death threats, swattings, bomb threats. It's just it's nuts. Imagine not having any experience with it, not having dealt with this level of, of, of insanity. And all of a sudden, one day overnight, it's like, oh, someone's going to try and kill you. Actually, tons of people are going to try and kill you. They know where you live. They announced you won. Good luck. Or they just become infatuated by you and then want to love you and become so centered on you that they make you the focus of their life and then they become destructive in that way. Uh, but one of the smartest things that I saw was an announcement for someone who won the lottery and he decided to wear the scream mask <laughs> and he's literally getting the check because some lotteries make you uh, have the photo, make you, of course, sign yeah. a lot of documents, do a lot of PR, do a lot of news interviews. He says, I'm not doing any of that. I'm putting on a mask. He was photographed with the mask. And it's one of the smartest things that, that I've yeah, ever seen. Anonymous, an yeah, anonymous. He's like, I don't, want, I don't want family members bothering me. Yeah. It's I'll also, help my family. People but. think happiness is about a certain amount of money. It's really about having a beautiful yeah. ecosystem, purpose right. in life, and you know, great friends and stuff. And so if you're in an ecosystem of people that aren't used to that kind of wealth, and that's who you're surrounded by, 
Um, there's this thing, we, we call it an RAS flip, so it's reticular activation system. It actually explains why people on the left or the right see the world differently. It's called RAS, reticular activation system. It's selective focus. We see the world very, very differently. Right. We don't believe what we see, we see what we believe. And so we have very, very selective focus. So if, Tim, you mentioned that you had a lot of people turn evil on you as you got success. I had a similar experience. Yep. It's actually heartbreaking and it's confusing as hell if you've never experienced it. And so what happens is that- And like, they don't ask for anything. They just instantly become evil. It's, it's crazy. It's terrifying. And yeah. it's some of your best friends. And, yeah. and and it's not even that they've hurt you. It's that real friends stab you in the back and, and, and it's and, dehumanizing. And it's not about politics. Like obviously mm. for political reasons, people are, are, are at odds today. But in my experience, it's like for literally no reason, Maybe it's jealousy. Yeah, it's it, so what it is is called an RAS flip. So basically, as your value changes, what they see in you changes. So reticular activation system, just look this up. I would advise anybody to look this up. It's selective focus. Once yeah. you get this, you see why people see the world differently. We have very, very selective focus. We don't believe what we see. We see what we believe. And what ha it's like if you have a breakup with a significant other, and at first they idealize you because they're getting something from you. Later in a breakup, they, like, say that there was 100 experiences. Let's just to be a round number, right? 98 of them are... are positive to or negative well then when they like you they focus on the 98 positive then if you break up and it hurts then they focus more on the two negative ones and RAS flip. a year later you forget the bad things start to remember all the good things and yes. then wonder why you broke up 100 percent. Yep. and so and and that's why it's it's human to do that but you're getting that same effect as you've gained success that's why you've seen that people are having res flips they're seeing things differently mm -hmm. once you study this and you, you basically just understand res it's it clarifies a ton it's like what, what about have, have you seen anything like that, that absolutely like Time and time again, we were just talking about this yesterday, uh, mm -hmm. and and it's 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 real. A lot of people have this kind of uh, illusion. A lot of people are hypnotized that that money and fame are something that is everything in life. When in reality, it, it's it's usually a burden more than yes. it is a, a gift to anything else. And unless, people, unless you grow into it, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But essentially, when people just focus just on that and mm -hmm. not the journey and not their life and and not the experiences and not the loved ones that they have around them, and they just focus, I want money, I want money, I want fame, I want fame. They destroy everything in their pathway. And when they do get it, they're they're more miserable than anyone else. Yeah, the Bhagavad Gita, which is a major Eastern text, talks about the process Indeed. being everything. Or, you know, Eckhart Tolle, Power of Now, it's about being present, being in the now, the process itself. The Bible, they talk about the same thing. Uh, Tao Te Ching, they talk about the same thing. You know, the, the beauty of life is in the present moment, the unfolding of the journey, the energy. And, and money is a great thing, too. Mm -hmm. But it's just one component. Yes, absolutely. But keep you know. it all a secret. If you win, if you win that one point nine billion, that's all that I can say is just whatever. Don't, don't tell anybody about it. Yeah, don't tell anybody. But you know what the problem is? That people are inexperienced with this stuff, so they want to tell people. They don't get it. They don't understand. And they don't have the money managers, so the government and the state takes what fifty-two percent of all of it. You know, do what Bill Gates does: get a nonprofit, get an organization that you run, donate all the money there, and then you could do whatever you want with the money. No, it's sort of. Or, well, you could double your wealth just Didn't like Bill this Gates did. Didn't happen to MC Hammer? Remember he MC had, Hammer, Mike Tyson. Yeah, he lost. Yeah. All yeah. His Mike money Tyson right lost right. all of his money. A lot of uh, MC Hammer gave pro athletes. One of my staff who got very wealthy very quickly. He mm -hmm. actually blew all his money. He called it. M he used to call it Hammer Time. When he got to blow all his money, he called it Hammer Time. He'd say, "I MC Hammered all my money." That's he MC hammered about a million dollars. Wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. He's okay. Just he's, he's made it back. Yeah. But yeah, he had a fun year. It's crazy, man. It, it really is nuts. And it's not, it's not, it's not about money. You mm -hmm. know, it's just like if crabs in a bucket, maybe jealousy. I don't know. It's the RES flip. It's your but, value but, changes and then they, it tweaks their perception right. of you. But, and then, but why and then they would that go you. Um, it's, it's a really deep topic, but it, okay. Simple version would be, um, it, it kind of hijacks the part of the brain that's very in the physical 
And so you, you want to think of it like mind, body, and soul, right? And so it gets them kind of into their body. The body is inherently kind of sociopathic. If you look at like a nature documentary, the animals are killing each other, eating each other. Look at the ocean, the fish are eating each other. So people can kind of go into that mode. And it's unfortunate because politicians actually manipulate this, right? If you can keep everybody in that kind of primitive mode, then you can get them voting in bad policies. This is why critical thinking and personal growth is going to be the, the major battle in the next 100 years, I think. So weird, though. Like, why don't they feel that way about Obama? Uh, because he's placating them. But mm. but how? I mean, like, look, my, my point is this. When I say that people turn evil, it's like without rhyme or reason. People in my life. What's an example? Uh, just I'll, I'll try and give a light example of yeah, yeah. some guy I've known since I was a teenager. We used to hang out all the time, skate together. We, we, we were roommates briefly. Uh, just as just instantly started smack talking me on, online, lying about everything going to people and trying to, I don't know, I think that may have been like, hey, they thought maybe they could get famous or something by claiming they so, knew me. So what it is is that in, in personal growth, we would say that we live in the same physical reality, but we live in parallel energetic realities. And so what's happened is you've entered into a different energetic reality and they're just living in a different reality. It's like if you took somebody homeless and you bring them into a mansion, they're pro they might still be doing drugs in the bathroom, right? They're not yeah. just gonna be looking at the view. So what happened is you created a disconnect with them. Even if you work with people and then you keep elevating and they're not, you'll see there's there's a natural split. It just can't hold together and goes Pew! But and, and But I guess guys, my point is like, why doesn't a person hold the negative view of other high status people, especially high status people who are like, deeply involved in controversial things because you're, you're close to them right but it's it's almost like what amount of money would have to be on this table before you'd get uncomfortable would it be like if there's a billion of if there was a you might not because you're a principled person but if there was a billion dollars sitting right there would you start getting any adrenaline or no no okay no. well there's a point where would everybody you? okay no, well it's just it, money. What, what would be so much value to you that if it was sitting right there you'd start to be like whoa Nothing. I don't understand. So you're a very, what very, very of, principled person. What do you mean? Yeah. What do you mean? Well, there, there's a point where people just go crazy, right? So it's like, like what's people's breaking point to where they'll break their principles? So one hobby that I have, I run seminars, is um, usually they try to kick me out about midnight. And so I'll go to the person that wants to shut down the room and I'll say, um, could I stay a bit longer? They're like, no, no, I can't. I say, what about if I give you 20 bucks? And they're like, I no, see. no, I can't. And then I say, what if I give you 500 bucks? And then they're like, oh, of course, you know, just right. stay here. So they, they crack. The average person's principles cracks under pressure. Mm. Um, but the reason why you've been independently successful is you have strong principles. So they may not have had that opportunity or focus on personal evolution. They probably never had but that discussion with themselves. you have to value your principles in the first place. That's amazing that you've done that. Like, that's amazing that's you've done that. But the average, per thing. the average person is not doing that. They're not taught to. They're taught to look at TikTok. I think it's I think it's an issue of confidence too. I mean, if someone like so look, I worked for a big evil media corporation. And they said lie. I said no, and they were like play ball. I was like no, nah. and they they offered me a lot of money. I was like I don't care, dude. I, you know, look, I have confidence in myself, and I know what I need. And so I guess the issue is, perhaps some people are evil and some people aren't, and the evil activates only in certain capacities. That is when presented with power with it with 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 power that they could gain. So for me, you know, uh, if I was, the way I often describe it is, if you're buck naked in the middle of the woods, that's baseline, that's zero, you have nothing. But you're actually not dying. You're just, you know, you're slowly heading towards a dark place. Now, if you're buck naked in the middle of the woods, and you got a pointy stick, now you're up, you're up one. So you actually got something there. For all of us here in this country, we're at like 17 million. Because even as poor as you are, You've got 
you, you're standing on a street corner. The government's going to give you, you got, you got clean running water available to you. You walk into McDonald's, you get clean running water. You've got government services up the wazoo. They're just mm-hmm. giving people free stuff. So it's like, we are so far detached from baseline in this country. There was, no, I, you're rich just being here. That's yeah. how, that's how I, 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 I've always seen it. So I, I think always, that makes sense. I but feel like that too. Like when you walk into the grocery store, do you ever walk into the grocery store? Like, uh, so I used to do a lot of acid and I would go to the grocery store <laughs> and I would be like, all right, Ian, well, whatever. But I'd go to the grocery store and I'd be like, the bounty here is yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, it's just so, so, it's so, 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 so that glorious. there is called and when you look at hmm. that, when you look at how much we have in this country, like it's, it's very humbling. And Bro, I think that has, so that, so that is it. gratitude. So, so that's beautiful that your state of consciousness experiences gratitude many people do but not experience but there's gratitude. more there's it's it's not just that like tim you were saying maybe some people are just evil and i think very fully that all of us are capable of being the most evil horrible people that the world has ever seen and you have to recognize this you have to recognize your capability for total total horror for mm-hmm. total evil to be just the worst person possible i don't, I don't think and so. then you have to be like okay i am capable of this we are all capable of this that's a very humbling place to be and then you go about not no, being it and you find the light and you I completely you know disagree. you go with the light i I, yeah. I i don't think every person is capable of evil perhaps th- a lot of people are i think that evil is inherent i mean i think that i think that it's, i don't i, I, I think there's us. i think there's sociopaths and I think a lot of people can't even justify or rationalize or, and understand what the bigger politicians and people in charge are doing because they can't see themselves doing it uh, themselves. I, I, I mean, see what you guys are saying, see, but I'll see what, see what, like what you're... When you see people that you love, right? When you see people mm-hmm. who you love treat other people just absolutely evilly and with hor- like just horribly, and you know, like, I love this person. This person is capable of love, and they're treating this other person who I also care about, like, so terribly. You can see how badly this can turn out. You can see how they, they I, don't I mean it. I think, I think what you're talking about look, look, look. Is, is a disowned shadow, right? So you're saying to recognize that in yourself you and beat it. You have to recognize that. And beat it. Yeah, well, you mm. just have to be humble to the, in the face of that. Mm. I think, you just have to know what I, you're capable I, I, of, I think, both in glory I think you're and... Things. Yeah, I don't think so. So if you, so typically when you have like a family member mistreating a family member, they don't think they're a bad guy mistreating a family member. They might, like maybe you've got a dad who's yelling at your sister. Well, the dad is yelling at her and, and uh, it, it, I'm talking about in a typical family context, not an abusive context. Like if, if, if there's a father who is mercilessly beating his child, congratulations, you found the evil person. Right. I don't, I don't think every human is capable no, of being that way. I think every human is now, capable of it. I don't think I every don't. I don't think every human succumbs to it. I, I don't think, think they're far, capable of it. You know, I, but I think that everyone is capable of being a monster I, in some form or another. I think everyone is capable of that. Yeah. I, I think, think so. some, some people are and some people aren't. I, I think some people are completely incapable of being that monster. Well, there's also something called cluster B, right? Which is anti-personality well, disorder, sure, yeah, narcissistic, yeah, yeah. borderline, all that, that stuff. So thing. yeah, so there's levels there, There's levels to all of this, right? There's levels to trauma that you've experienced as a kid, your upbringing, um, the fact that, you know, 100 years ago, people might be reading the Bible. They're probably not now. There's there's a lot to this. It's a very perhaps, good topic. Perhaps the argument is you're saying people, many people have evil within them and they have to fight against those urges. I think that would describe people who have evil within them, but I think there are certainly people who aren't evil. I think that it's I and think don't that have you a are hard time resisting at greater those. risk of succumbing to evil if you don't recognize the human susceptibility to it. I guess what I'm saying is I think there I think some people are evil and perhaps many of them resist the urges to be evil and do evil. And there's varying degrees to which they are, are suppressed from that. Some is by threat of physical force against them. 
why they don't go into the great grocery store full of bounty and just take whatever they want is they know someone will tackle them and they'll get arrested. Well, not these days. Now they just take <laughs> right. and that's And that's because some people are willing to engage in acts of, let's, let's say, outright selfishness, mm -hmm. except for physical deterrent. Some people have social emotional deterrent, meaning they're scared they will be shunned and, and ridiculed if they do it. Well, some, some people, people just genuinely don't want to do it. Right. And you but you're capable of there it, are people, even if you I disagree. don't want to do I'm it. I'm saying I, I, I think I think you're confusing the action with like the desire, which is what I'm talking about. I'm saying someone who has absolutely no desire to commit evil is I, I guess they could decide one day like I've never tried evil, but then they're clearly capable. Well, of what it. about the low level flunkies and authoritarian states who go ahead and commit the evil acts on behalf of you know the authority in their in their country and they just do it anyway perhaps like when you look at the you know you look at like the low level yeah, it's banal Nazi. banality of evil yeah that's evil yeah and there were there was one guy who crossed his arms and refused to salute hitler yeah um, I, I don't think he every single person for it, is, but you're is capable. capable of it I, even if you don't go for it I, I think you're making the argument about the, the, the disconnect we're having is that you're making an argument about the physical capabilities versus what I'm saying is yes. the internal desires correct yeah you don't have to have the desire there, there, there's clearly a range of people some it. again some people cluster B some people traumatized some people selfish some people are more inclined towards it than others one thing that I will say that I agree with you a lot is that some people that I've met in my life they're like oh I could never do that I could never do that and then they totally do it yeah. so it would have actually served them to have that conversation with themselves that you're talking about well I think it's important to have that conversation mm -hmm. I'm not talking about uh, physical capability I'm talking about internal desire some right. people have no internal desire and are not at risk of being evil people well, I think even if you don't have the desire you can still be at risk of it there's, a, there's also something, something beautiful when you recognize how good it makes you feel to be altruistic to have integrity to mm. add value and then what starts to happen when you recognize that and you have a transformation there then you actually lose those good feelings when you do bad things. So you actually have an internal regulation because you realize that you're contracting and shrinking when you act like that. So you and you can actually take very dark people and expose them to that and they can have a change. But yeah, they'll they'll often redemption. resist it though. Yeah, they can have redemption. Yeah. Because we're all mm -hmm. capable of that as well. Mm -hmm. That's kind of what I meant about some people from earlier in the conversation, even if they're not going to do it, but always a chance. So I guess the way I see it is there are some people who you know, in my experience, have been like, that's really cool, man. Like, I hope things are great. I, I have one friend who is like very lefty and like still one of my best friends. And they're just like, I don't care about anything else. Like, you, you're you're my friend. And like, we don't really ever talk about any hardcore political stuff, even though I see what their posts on social media are. And there are some people who are like legit hang out every day best friends who were never political. And then all of a sudden we're like, ooh, now's my chance to get famous and make money. Mm -hmm. I'm like, clearly one person is evil and one person is not. And the person I see as uh, not evil is political with lefty values, but they're based on ignorance. So there's, you know, they're, they're not, I, I'll put it this way. They're not overtly political going out and joining activist rallies or anything. They're just posting memes and stuff and they don't, they don't know better. Mm -hmm. And so I suppose in that sense, you could say there's a capability of the banality of evil, which I understand and would agree with. But I think there are certainly people who are legitimately and genuinely evil. Maybe the better way to put it is, Yes, everybody is capable of evil, but there are some people who are downright evil and only being stopped by committing evil acts due to fear of physical suppression. I think that's true, too. Your analysis, too, of like some people, physical suppression, some people ridicule, some people have ethics and morals, and, and there's a range of different people. But like a lack of desire to be evil. You know, there are some people who are just like, I have no interest whatsoever in, in but, hurting anyone. But you, any, you know what's funny about that? There, there's even a range to that, I think. Jordan Peterson talks about this, where it's yeah, like, it's you true. see some of these people that are very, very passive. Like, they're very, very chill. But then they're the same people that will vote for a lockdown 
right? Yeah. So it's one of these things where um, Jordan Peterson will say that you have to be dangerous to even be trustworthy, like be dangerous, but then don't use it. Mm -hmm. So it's mm -hmm. one of these things where how much proactive consciousness does someone even have in their mind? Maybe how, how much are they even in touch with their own thinking maybe, as maybe, opposed to groupthink? I think maybe we're defining evil differently, I suppose. But yes. it, it's, it's interesting to think about like somebody who would be, you know, pro lockdown, right? And they're just kind of passive and they're not really digging into it. They're like, I don't know. It's all good. Like, like when I see people that are easily bent, I don't trust them. People that are easily bent scare me because they're the people that will be weaponized by some psycho. And then, and then what the psycho will do is shift the Overton window to say, oh, this is good and this is bad. And then the passive people are just like, okay, just following orders. And like, to me, that's evil. I view it, I view it like this in, in the way you mentioned it. Like what amount of value on the table would make you uneasy? And for me, it's like literally none. Like, like there could be, you know, billions of dollars and I just be like, I don't know. Yeah, but you're know. an exceedingly principled. I mean, I mean, you, Luke, like, and I'm just getting to know you, but I bet you you are the same from what I can but tell there, from you. There but is, like, like, Luke has run into riots in Hong Kong, you know, with a gas mask on to go reveal the truth. That's not an average person. You've done similar types of things. If, That's a very different type of person. Like, there is no circumstance at any point where if I found a wallet in it, I would take the cash out and chuck the wallet. No, so, I so I'm the same way. So why are you like that? I, I don't know. Because no, I don't no, there's reasons, it. though. Because I don't, like... I, somebody needs that wallet back. Yeah, it's also that you understand that that you're being a piece of crap and that would lower your self-esteem. It's not just that. It's like, I've been homeless before, you know? So, it, you, so you have a higher degree of empathy between the no, sociopathy it's not, and It's not empathy. even that. It's like, dude, your money does nothing for me. It, it, it moves me in no way. So maybe what you're saying is that once you reach financial abundance, you have no, more empathy? No, no, no. I'm saying that like, I don't want to be involved with you. Mm -hmm. I'm saying that I would rather dig through the dirt to find bugs to eat than have anything to do with you. Like, Why? I don't want to be responsible for other people. I don't want to take for them and be responsible for their misfortunes, misdeeds, or fortunes. Leave me alone. Let me do my thing. Mm -hmm. I'll figure it out. So, so for you, it's about self-efficacy. It's about it's 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 about in, in, in infringing upon another person. I don't want the responsibility. I don't want to. I don't. I don't. I don't want to hold your kid. Like mm -hmm. you come with your baby, I'll be like, I, I, your kid is very beautiful, very cute. I'm very happy for you. I don't want that responsibility. Sorry, I just. So you, you just know, really, yeah. really like to do your own thing. I like to be left alone, and I don't want to be responsible for other people. Mm. Yeah, and then it's an interesting predicament, you know, running a company and 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 having to be because that's a natural part of reality. But my point is like, I would rather be homeless, foraging for food, than stealing someone's wallet or exploiting their misfortune. Yeah. Mm -hmm. For me, I wouldn't take the wallet because I think life is a test on your morality and you will be judged based on your behaviors. So that's why I wouldn't do it personally myself. And to add to the context of what you were saying here, MLK always, of course, has this famous quote saying, in the end, we will remember not the words of our enemies, but the silence of our friends. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what you're kind of getting into and talking let's go a to, little bit. Let's go yep. to Super Chats. If you haven't already, would you kindly smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends. And become a member at TimCast.com. We, we, we got a lot of election stuff to talk about. We'll talk about it in the members-only, uncensored, unfamily-friendly show. That'll be at about 10, 45, 11 p.m. You don't want to miss it. Don't forget to go to LosingMyMind.com and check out our latest song, By Genocide, by TimCast on iTunes, if you really, really want to help us out. We're hoping to smash into the Billboard Hot 100. Maybe. We did really well last time. Maybe we'll do even better this time, but only with your help. And we do really do appreciate it. Let's read your Super Chats. All right, let's see what we got. DeBob says, night of the final day, 12 hours remain. Very excellent Donnie Darko uh, reference. That, 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 that 
maybe it's another movie too, but that works for Donnie Darko too, right? That was quite a film. Yeah. Raymond G. Stanley Jr. says, Tim, Blood Moon, last time, 175 days. Barbie Pooch discovered, 183 days. Okay, U.S. dollar official, bifocals invented, pay money for bifocals. Okay. Uh, someone mentioned May 16th, the last Blood Moon was when Sweden and, uh, declared the end of their neutrality. They'd be joining NATO. That's wild. I saw you pull yeah. that up. Well, yeah. yeah. Yeah, very interesting. Zorark uh, Graft. Zoroark Graft. The Blood Moon is an omen of war in most cultures. I believe this election will be the official lines in the sand, then war will begin. Mm. The scary uh, thing here is this, this article the Bulwark wrote. They said, long story short, poll watchers from both sides are at, an, are at a polling station. Someone thinks someone's doing something untoward. Scuffle breaks out, fight breaks out, someone gets shot. That's their scenario. I, I go a little bit further and say if they do, they shut down the polling location. And then there's lawsuits over whether or not you can actually have the election if a polling location is shuttered. And maybe violence happens all over. It could, you know, there could be, like we saw, in, in, we saw this kind of demonstrated in V for Vendetta. One life lost sparks an entire outrage. We, we saw it also with George Floyd. So anything could happen in one instant and really uh, blow things up in a very bad way. Two Fail says, I've been posting losing my mind everywhere I can, including the Discord server for Studio Fow. Remember them? I got a temporary ban for shared content featuring controversial political figure. <laughs> <laughs> Who's not a controversial pol political figure? NBA players are all controversial political figures. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Crazy Savior says, oh, look, no notification the night before the midterm elections. Can't say I'm surprised. I didn't get one either. That's right. Mm. Yeah. I will also say last month was the biggest month Tim Cast IRL ever had, which is really, really cool news, I guess. It was bigger than August 2020, which was the, the previous biggest month. It was crazy. So thank you all so much for watching. We've had a lot of views this yeah. past month. Thanks, y'all. Despite the lack of uh, notifications. All right. What do we got? Dreams of a Strange Man says, Hello, Tim. I appreciate what you do. While I don't agree with you on some things, your channel and company is important. I hope your growth continues ad infinitum. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. All right. What do we got? Tim Paul says, Hey, Tim, I think you thought I was trolling you last time, but I wasn't. It really, it's really weird, but true. I wrote a song called It Must Be True with the same concept as Losing My Mind, uploaded a few weeks ago. All right, that's good. I didn't think you were trolling. I thought you were being serious. Yep. The line says, Tim, make, make us a three by five stand your ground flag. I'll hang it from the front of the garage. Love the design. Would buy a Velcro patch for my vest, too. I think we have flags. Do we? Maybe. Uh, if you, the, the Stand Your Ground shirt is in the chat right now. If you go to TimCast.com and click store, there's the uh, Stand Your Ground. It's a rooster. It oh, is. cute. Yeah, because roosters will sacrifice themselves to uh, give their hens a chance to escape. That's right. Yeah, they won't give up. They, they, will, they will rush into battle knowing they will die if it means that the hens have even but an extra second to escape. How about that? Very noble. Mm. Be like the noble rooster. Refuse to back down. <laughs> you must stand. Voice of the People says you cannot stand on moral high ground with those that have no morals. The only way they learn is to do to them what they do to you. The only difference is to stop when they learn as they would, as they would keep attacking. Hmm. Hmm. Let's see. Duncan Chestnut says you don't neutralize an acid with water. Use a base. Sometimes you got to dish it back a little to bring it back all to the center. My attitude is just people who are actively trying to destroy free speech get no sympathy from me when they get censored for violating the rules they advocated for. I, th I think it's just simple. Tim, and and, and Tim, I don't want to apply my principles to other people. So. Have, you, have you ever read the Sermon on the Mount in the Bible? Mm -mm. That'd be interesting. What's it about? Abin talks all about this. 
Ah, yeah, in great detail. And what, what and what is it say? Well, it's this is really really heady stuff, right? So you can see it at the surface. He talks about forgiveness, and it's, it doesn't seem practical on the surface, but it's coming from a mindset that dark energy is infecting the world, and that if we keep amplifying it by kind of reacting back and forth that it grows. So there's a way to absorb it, but still exert leadership that could remove that energy and then bring peace. And that's a big part of the Sermon on the Mount. X says, Tim, your vengeful cancellation is off right. Wrong. I have not called for a vengeful cancellation. I have not called for the banning of my enemies. I have simply said the people who have sought to destroy free speech will get no advocacy from me. That's neutrality on the issue. Whereas other people who have made nasty political arguments, even those against me, I would advocate for their restoration. My point is, if you come out and call me dumb and insult me and say I'm stupid and have bad ideas, and then you get banned for it, I'll be like, no, 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 come on, come on, come on. They're allowed to say those things. People in the chat who insult me all day and night, I'll say, no, no, they're allowed to do it. The, the only rule we have is against spamming because that's actually anti-speech. It, it makes it impossible for people to communicate, so we have anti-spam as a, as a rule. Anything that seeks to silence people's ability. Someone who is seeking to silence the ability of people to speak actively and encouraging it, I will not call for them to be banned. They're allowed to advocate for it. When they do get banned because of their own rules, I will not advocate for their restoration. I'll simply ignore it and move on. So it's not revenge. It's just, I'm not getting involved. All right. Carlos Danger says Ligma Johnson and D's Nuts MD in 2024. Yep, yep. <laughs> uh, I mean, those are politicians you could believe in right there. Great running. Derek Gentry says Libby is wrong. That thinking, that thinking is why liberals keep winning. You can't sit on your hands while five people are hitting you and expect to win. I said that was pacifism. What was? Not. That's what pacifism is. Yep. Yeah, I don't, I, don't think you, I don't think you backed that. I think you just, you just defined what it was. Yeah, that is what pacifism mm -hmm. is. That the anvil like says, the Quaker view. Yeah. They use our principles to gain power, then abuse us with that power. We must fight back, and we all know if you find yourself in a fair fight, your tactics suck. Yeah, I think of it like borders, right? I believe in borders because if you don't have strong borders, you don't have a country. That's literally what defines, uh, uh, I think, we, we talked about this before. I can't remember which one it was, but nation and country are, are, are different. A uh, nation is a people with shared ideas, morals, or something like that. Or is it the other way around? I don't know. There are different meanings. One, one involves specifically that there is a border delineating where the, these ideas persist. If you have no borders and anyone can come, then your culture eventually dissolves. You can't enforce your own laws. Someone could like run in, smack you, and then run out. And it's like, I, I guess you, if, if you don't believe in borders, you could go over there and, and, and arrest them or something. But you need to be able to be like, this is the area that we defend where we uphold our rights. Over there, we have no power, no control, and we're not going to impose our power on you. That's why I am anti-interventionist. But anyway, let's move on. All right. Zorak Graf says, both of the guests tonight clearly don't know who Ethan Klein is. Like, you guys just came into the conversation. No, you no, don't e know Ethan's his... made videos about me, and so yeah. is Hassan, and I'm chill with it. You don't know his history and who he is, and has always been since he started YouTube. Well, I know that he's not a political guy, and that he's only involved in politics because it became pop culture. Mm -hmm. So that, that's an issue right there. Mm -hmm. If I'm having a political debate with someone who's involved in politics, yeah, we can disagree, and that's fine. We're trying to solve our problems. But somebody whose whole, whole uh, career was edgy comedy and drama videos— Deciding that politics is a path towards making money and being relevant, that person has no interest in a real conversation. So you can invite them all you want. It's meaningless. They won't do it. So as he said flat out, you go to L.A., he's not going to meet you. I've, uh, he, I've been ignored mm. by him. Uh, and as for Hassan himself, 
I think I offered, and that was where the conversation ended and didn't move forward. So I don't know exactly what the circumstances there was. Would I they said, do maybe a Zoom one? Didn't Crowder do a Zoom one with them? Yeah, we don't. We don't. That, that would be providing. So we don't have any capability for Zoom or Skype here. Mm-hmm. We we actually don't have any any cameras that can hook up or be. Mm-hmm. So like I actually have you know like uh, Andy No and, and Lauren Southern wanted to come on the show remote. I said we can't do it. We yeah, literally it, do not have the capability, and we're not going it, to build it. It, also, it, it, it also became a screaming match, which was a shame too. What did? Um, I think with Crowder, they were just yelling at each other. Kind well, of because when, when when Ethan agreed to have a conversation with Crowder, he subbed in Sam Cedar. Right. Mm-hmm. Which is, again, it's all about shock drama. Mm-hmm. No real conversation. Yeah. Steven says, Ethan, you want to have a conversation? He says, yes. And then he brings in Sam Cedar, and they turn it into WWE. Well, I know you don't like LA, but I hope to invite you there someday and show you around, and hopefully you can meet up with Ethan. Where I have absolute respect and a refusal to come on the show is that there are also media personalities who are running their own businesses, mm-hmm. and they're under no obligation to cancel their shows to come see me. And I understand that because I do the same thing. Granted, we have the mobile studio for the purpose to go and try and accommodate that. But when I reached out to a couple of these people and said, hey, like, you know, people don't want to come on the show no matter how many times we offer. And it's still to this day the same same circumstance. I invited a politics girl. I don't know if you're familiar. Mm-hmm. Said we'd love to have you on the show and have a real conversation about where we disagree. They hit us back and said, what, you know, what are you thinking? I responded. They, they just dropped it. Ignored us outright. That is how it goes every single time. You're, you are also a very formidable debate opponent. So it's one of these I, things not, they, they might be a little intimidated to. I mean, maybe. I don't really debate. I, you know. <laughs> even even that point, you're like, maybe. You're a very formidable. I don't invite you know, anybody It's probably to intimidating. Debate. Okay. They're, they're invited to have, come and have a conversation and prove me wrong if I'm wrong about certain things. Mm. But what ends up happening for the most part is, here's what I think happens a lot. People on the right come here and often tell me I'm wrong about something. I may disagree and then find out I'm actually wrong. Mm-hmm. People on the left come here and say a whole bunch of things that are wrong. And then it gets frustrating when we have to keep pulling up sources to prove that they're wrong. Well, the challenge is mm-hmm. that inherently with collectivism is that the truths are oriented around what will benefit the collective. So it makes it challenging for them to, you know, maintain that under scrutiny. Well, so inherently. I think I'll, I'll tell you, I'll tell you exactly why they won't come on the show. Mm-hmm. Hunter Avalon. He came on. Were you here for that? Yeah, you were. That was crazy. I wasn't on. The, I wasn't officially as a as a co-host then. But no. you were just as a as a guest. I, I, I know. Oh, I, you, I was watching. Right, right, yeah, right, yeah, right. yeah. I was just coming through. I wasn't even supposed to be on. He came on the show. He's a guy who used to be anti-SJW, conservative, and then became liberal after being awakened by liberals or something. And I, I, we, we invited him on. Just like, yeah, sure. You know, it'd be great to have somebody on and talk about stuff. And I said, I, you can watch the episode. But I said something like, That's look, wild. when 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 Biden said, you know, if you don't fire the prosecutor, not get the billion dollars. I'm like, quid pro quo. He goes, that didn't happen. And I was like, yeah, yeah it did. It's on video. No, it didn't. Biden said it I, happened. He and then I pulled the video up and he watched it. And he was like, I didn't know that. And I'm like, you're going to sit here and, and talk big about the stuff. And you didn't. That is a horribly embarrassing moment. They know if they come on the show, it will be the same thing. Mm-hmm. We've invited even friendly leftists. You know, look, I don't mean to drag shoe on head because I'm a fan. I think she was great. But we invited her to come on with Alex Jones to do a big, funny show. And she agreed. And at the last minute, she said no. And, and I will say, I think the reason is she would be forced to agree with most of what Alex Jones had to say. And that would be really, really bad for her. Mm-hmm. Now, she's anti-establishment, pro-free speech, all these really, really awesome things that I agree with. And I think she's great. She calls out the left on a lot of stuff. But it is challenging, even if you're in an any even left libertarian space, to be seen on camera with Alex Jones. Uh, there, there, there are a few other leftists that we're fans of. And I'm not going to try. The only reason I bring up Shu is because that one we've, we've already publicly talked about and people have tweeted about it. There's a few other leftists who have invited who we're, we, we like and we're fans of who have said the same thing. I can't appear on a show with people like that. 
Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, I get it. You don't want to, you, you, your your principles are not as important as you looking bad for your people. But it's, it's also that inherently in collectivism, they warp the truth to try yeah. to to try to benefit the collective. So it makes yeah. it hard to debate against somebody like you because you're just like a very practical person. Like, I just want to be left alone. I want to know the truth. They have truths that are based on what they perceive as the collective benefit. So then it makes it very difficult to debate. Every, everybody has varying degrees of collectivism. That's true. You know, the right has their, has, has is, is to a lesser degree, but they certainly mm-hmm. do have it. Especially the 90s. Know. Oh yeah, I mean, but but these days there's a weird merger of like a lot of a lot of I think a lot of Ron Paul libertarian types uh, event they went to Occupy Wall Street. Mm-hmm. They ended up becoming MAGA. You mm-hmm. know, they they want to be leave the world alone, focus on America, work hard, mind our own business. You know, let's read let's read more uh, super chats. Michael Irwin says, "Blood Moon tomorrow looks like even God is voting red." LOL. Also, no, no <laughs> notification and bad to search for you tonight. To, had to search for you to find it. Yep. You know, there you go, man. All right. Ethan Sacco says, Ethan Klein gives Ethans around the world a bad name. Let's come up with a new name for him in the comment section. Uh, H3H3. How about that one? What you call him? What is his brand name? There you go. I say L3L3. L3L3? L3L3, yeah. For, for like lose? Yeah, basically. <laughs> All right. Toxic Way says, Tim, what you say about adding credibility meter to verified accounts, something akin to NewsGuard? Absolutely not. Uh, I disagree. I think the gesture cap or some kind of comedy icon, NewsGuard has that. Mm. It's a theater mask in orange. So if you go to a parody site, it tells you it's a parody site. I actually like that. Hmm. Or, you know, tell them who um, the advertisers are. You know, Big Pharma sponsors 80% of this news outlet. You should that know that. That would actually that's, be very yeah. useful. That that's a great, great idea. Yeah, yeah. Have transparency with where the money's coming from so we know that they're not going to buy, bite the hand that feeds That would have been Some, very useful during the pandemic absolutely. In the New York, with the New York Times. Yeah. Some people have asked what's going on with our, our, our fact-checking news thing. It's we're, we're filing. Uh, hmm. Truth and Media Foundation, and we're going to do articles, uh, fact-checking, things like that. And it takes a really long time to organize. It's incredible. So I think we got like the last bit of the paperwork in, but we're, we get we go back and forth with the government to certify a nonprofit and do all this stuff. So it is what it is. But that's a really good idea. Yeah. Uh, a browser extension that not only fact checks, but shows you who their sponsors are. Mm-hmm. And it can break down like we randomly sampled 100 ads, uh, 100 articles. We fact checked them, and these are the ads that yeah. were posted. Hey, Bill Gates paid for this much of these uh, articles. You know, <laughs> oh, yeah. oh there, there's <laughs> a great harder. article that's about Bill one. Gates. Hold on, that's yeah. private information. That's yeah. harder. What we can do is say, seventeen percent displayed ads from the Google network, which were algorithmic. Seventeen percent were Coca-Cola. Seven percent were Pfizer. Twenty-three percent were yeah. Depends diapers. Whatever. But Bill Gates spends hundreds of millions of dollars investing it specifically in the corporate media that reports on him as some kind of great savior. Coincidence. I thought that video you posted this morning was crazy with the CIA guy from the 80s. Yeah, it was Glenn. I think no, Snowden no, no, posted Snowden. It. Yeah, yeah, Edward Snowden from Russia. I, yeah. I think I saw it when you. But I've talked about it. this. Yeah, it's I exactly what before. I said. I said this a couple months ago. That what happens is that's true. I, I, I said this a month ago, not yeah. even that. Yeah, or a couple weeks ago. Yeah, we had the conversation not so long right. ago. The government yeah. goes to these young journalists and says, "I'm going to be your source." Now they do it for influencers too. Right. Oh, yeah. And now all of a sudden you have this young journalist who's writing for say like Business Insider mm-hmm. with like an entry level position, starts writing some articles claiming Trump is involved with Russia or whatever. The editor at the company gets like, "Wow, how are you getting this? I got a government source." The government goes to a young person who's too stupid to realize they're being fed BS. Mm-hmm. The, the the newspaper doesn't care because, "Hey, it came from a legitimate government source, so we can run it. We can't be sued." 
Right. Then we get a bombshell story and make money. Then this person gets promoted. They get hired by a bigger outlet. Then they get put on TV. And they still have their same garbage source. That's right. Yeah. Fake news Pretty from the amazing. intelligence agencies. Like the New York Times. They're like, oh, yeah, w- WMDs in Iraq. 100%. Yeah. Anonymous source. Yeah. Track media only says allowing Ethan and Kathy back on Twitter is like cashless bail. They've already had third and fourth chances, if not more, and you still want to let them out. Yes, but only insofar as they're actively destroying free speech. Like uh, Milo, Alex Jones, they should, you should be allowed back on even if you broke the rules. However, what I'm saying is if you advocate that people should not be allowed back on, I will not advocate for you to be allowed back on. Mm. I'm not saying you shouldn't be allowed back. I'm saying I'm not going to intervene. That's all you, man. Yeah. You will not get any any favors from me. But it could be a gesture of goodwill that could maybe potentially, I'm, I'm being very uh, optimistic <laughs> here, and, and maybe even facetious, maybe he's like, wow, these guys are actually fighting for me when I was uh, such a you know bad word against them. Who is, who is that guy in Philly? It was a Soros DA. He, he, they fought to get him out of who, jail. Krasner? Was it Krasner? No. No, no, no. There, there was a guy in prison. Uh-huh. They fought to get him out of prison. It may have been Krasner. They fought to get him out of prison because they were like, do you, th- what, what, what did Fetterman say about this? He said, do you think Morgan Freeman in uh, Shawshank, Shawshank Redemption should die in prison? Because there are a lot of people in prison who, who, you know, should be let out. They let this guy out. He kills again. Yep. So it's kind of like, you think these people are going to change their ways. Happening. They show you who they are. I mean, Kamala Harris uh, funded a bail fund that let a guy out who then went on to kill people more. You know, this is the, like the, what happened. We have a very important super chat here. Matthew, uh, Matthew Schneider says, Trump is really an Uchiha. And the blood moon is his Sukiyomi <laughs> to get people to vote Republican. He's still speaking right now. I have by to. The way. I have yeah, to. I have to explain this, this to everybody. Time. Yep. He's not so, even bouncing stuff off other people. He's just talking the whole time. Yep. I have to explain He's this energized. to people who uh, who don't understand. Uh, Uchiha is a clan in Naruto who have eyes called the Sharingan, which means in Japanese copy wheel eye, and the Sukiyomi is a powerful technique that allows them to hypnotize you. And by portraying his eye on the moon, it can make everyone in the world hypnotized and follow. And that's basically the plot of Naruto. So there you go. That was the that was the esoteric joke for those that didn't get it. All right. Let's see where we're at. Dreams of a strange man says, hey, Luke, uh, hey, Luke will hate this. I searched chicken on Walmart's app and most of it was canned and crap. And some of the search results were dried black soldier fly larva. It's disgusting. I had to scroll way down to get fresh chicken. Why would, why would Luke hate that? Is this, just don't I, like, I like fresh food. Oh, okay. Yeah, real food and beef liver. Wally Higgins says, Tim is right. You should not advocate on behalf of people who hate you. You should not compromise with people that hate you. It's a losing strategy. Yeah. Lizard says, the blood moon also means that vampires are coming in Romania. In Romanian <laughs> traditions. Beware. Vampires are coming. You, tax agents? Yeah. <laughs> the IRS is going to come out. It'd be funny if Biden came out and they announced, or it'd be funny if it was, it was Kamala, that in order to make things more efficient, the IRS would only be coming out at night in the wee hours of the morning, and they can't enter your house unless you give them permission. Wow, sounds like vampires. That sounds like a, that sounds like a role I would get behind. Yeah. They're just waiting outside your door and like, get out of here. They're like, give us your money. No. Okay, where are we at? Let's, big super chat. Thank you. Appreciate it. Jen Des- uh, Desai says, did you see the American flags blow down at Fetterman rally that and the double rainbow funny. for Mastriano? Now the MAGA moon. That was yeah, that's pretty crazy. funny. There was a double rainbow for Mastriano. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and those flags just went right down. And I think Trump was speaking at that same rally. Was Trump's he still speaking? Mastriano? He's still speaking right now. I'm watching the live stream. Yeah, so we're, I, I, he's going to announce. He's got to. He's been going for so long. 
How long? When did he start? I mean, it's been an hour what? at least at since least, the first time right? you pull it up. Maybe that guy can talk for a long time. Yeah, yeah. He loves it. He's it energizes him. About yeah, it, yeah, yeah. He gets a lot of power. Energizes the crowds. I Shannon. Mean, yeah. Shannon says playing the lottery is a tax on people who can't do math. <laughs> I I disagree. <laughs> you know, uh, it's all about being responsible with gambling. Like if you buy a quick pick once a week because it, it's fun and you're like, you know, you want to look at the numbers and it's really exciting to see the numbers get counted. That's totally fine. Like, you know, people say, oh, the, the lottery is a tax on stupid people. No, gambling exploits people who have gambling problems. Mm-hmm. But I go to the casino fairly often. We do. We go, we go, we go every so often. And it's like you go to the casino, you, you, you set a budget of how much you want to play with, and then you have entertainment. Yeah. And if you're lucky, some of these casinos offer free drinks. So you're basically like, my drinks are paid for as I gamble. So I'm basically spending money on the night to just have fun. And sometimes you, you get a little extra money. Sometimes you break even. Sometimes you lose. You, you tend to lose. I lost $80 in Las Vegas that way, but I also had seven drinks. So even I mean, there you go. But it's also like, don't go to a casino thinking you're going to win a million dollars. You go there to hang out and feel the excitement of like, are you going to get a blackjack? Oh, I got it. Everyone cheers and it's fun. Yeah. Or you get like trips in poker or something. Yeah. I also watched somebody lose literally i think like eighteen thousand dollars sitting next to me and that was terrifying yeah and, it was and terrifying it's also a good lesson on not doing that yeah so i, I look at the lottery and it's scary. like bro if you make like 20 bucks an hour and then you spend your entire paycheck on lottery tickets like that that's a problem but i'm not going to advocate for, sure. for the government to stop you from being able to do it but if yeah. you go and you, you like I, today i saw a guy he put 10 bucks down and it was five games five quick picks and I'm like, that's 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 fun. He's gonna go back and he's gonna, you know, sit on the couch and he's gonna be hanging out with his wife or whatever, and they're gonna be smiling and they're be like, ooh, just having that dream. And then they're gonna go back to their lives and they're gonna crumple it up. In fact, winning would probably be worse for him. It'd be better for him in the sense that they get health care and be te- taken care of for life. But man, the emotional turmoil that would come from that win is 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 scary. Yeah. Not everybody can handle it. Uh, Rogue Gaming says each moon is named three moons per season. In a year with 13 full moons, one season with four moons has the blue moon. It is the second or third out of the, uh, of the four full moons in that season. Oh, interesting. I, I thought the blue moon was the second full moon in one month. So that like... Yeah, I don't know. Because typically it's like every 28 days. So then every so often you'll get a blue moon, which is two full moons in one month. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. All right. Let's grab some... Uh, I wonder we'll, we'll if... Uh, you know how in Miami they have like uh, full moon parties? I wonder what their party is for the blood moon. Yeah, LA too. Yeah, there's really? a lot of full moon parties yeah. like well, all over the world I, that I've been to world. that are pretty. Yeah, they see. They, I went to one recently in September. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Mm. All right, we'll get one more here. Raymond G. Stanley Jr. says, "Tim, for long show, who you got coming tomorrow? Um, who do we have coming? Should we announce? Yeah, that's, not, that's something yeah. crazy. And Libby yeah. will be here. I'm gonna uh, be around. I think. Uh, uh, so, 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 what I understand is who's coming. Drew Hernandez will be here. We're excited. Drew's cool." Uh, Lisa Reynolds will be coming back. Oh, nice. We're gonna I have, love those guys, both of them. Yeah, Mary Morgan will be hanging out. Then uh, Owen's going to be here as well. Yep. But we're, we're going to have the room full. And then, of course, the entire TimCast crew, whoever wants to come, we're going to be basically hanging mm-hmm. out here partying all day. So we'll probably start the stream. We might start it early, maybe six, depending on what happens. Look, if something crazy happens, we'll 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 run yeah. up here and we'll get something going. Let's ASAP. keep an eye on it and call right. it when we're, we're there downstairs. So yeah. we, we'll be there down at like four or five o'clock hanging out. We'll be paying attention something breaks we're, we're running up here yeah 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we're basically just gonna chill and have people come in and come out, and because uh, it's 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 a it's a nail biter night, man. Yeah. yeah. All right. If you haven't already, would you kindly smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends, and become a member over at TimCast.com. We're gonna have a members-only show coming up for you. We'll talk a bit about the election and some other stuff. You can uh, follow us at TimCast IRL. You can follow me at TimCast. And if you really, really want to support us, we're hoping to smash into the Billboard Hot 100 with your help buying our song Genocide, Losing My Mind on iTunes or anywhere else. We're currently, well, we earlier today, we're, we're, all weekend, the number one best-selling song on Amazon Music. We hit number one on iTunes, displacing Taylor Swift Friday and Saturday, but dropped down on Sunday. But um, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good. We don't have as many views on this one on YouTube, but it looks like streaming and, per- and sales are way better on this song. We got way more likes on this one. I'm hoping that next week, Tuesday, when the billboard comes out, we're going we're gonna to be in the Hot 100. The goal is just to make, make music, make culture, but also to eventually start pushing them out of these spaces. So much like the Daily Wire is doing movies and shows, we want to make more and more cultural stuff too. So with your support, we can. Uh, Libby, do you want to shout anything out? Uh, yeah, so I'm wearing this Learn to Code shirt, actually. That, hate speech. Uh, it's hate speech, and you could buy it, actually. My friend and I have this wokestore.me, and you could check it out. That's and, a good name. Uh, yeah, store. it's actually, it's pretty cool. So, and also I'm up at the Post Millennial every day. Right on. Mm-hmm. Owen. So, you remember we were talking about weird coincidences earlier? Mm-hmm. I know you weren't too sold on it, but I'll show you something funny. I'll, I'll pull out my text message later. I'm just not sold on the meaning. Totally get it. Mm-hmm. So, the thing is... um. I'm gonna show you the text message later, but the video that we were planning to post tonight was all about this topic, and I rarely ever talk about this. It's a video, I shot it in Yellowstone National Park. It's like a one hour documentary all about the idea of forgiveness. And I was planning to post it before we even came here, and it's perfectly suited. So if you go to Owen Cook Self Help, Owen Cook Self Help on YouTube, go subscribe. And there's a ton of incredible personal growth content on there. But specifically, I'm going to go post this video from Yellowstone that we shot in a beautiful winter in the Lamar Valley in Yellowstone for about almost an hour just on this topic. And uh, I think it's going to be a perfect follow-up just for what we talked about here. So interesting coincidence there. Thank thank you guys so much for coming. This was great. I love the conversation. My website is LukeUncensored.com. I have a lot of amazing members on there. You could talk to them. You could talk to me all on that website. I did a video today just for members talking about my predictions for this upcoming election. And I think it's definitely worth the watch. Check it out on LukeUncensored.com. And I am Surge.com, guys. There's a lot of fakes out there saying they're me. It's Surge.com. That's me. The only one. So uh, one last thought before we go into the members-only show, which I encourage you to come and watch. ABC News says, a red mirage or an artificial GOP vote lead will likely reoccur on Tuesday. Okay, we're going to talk about that over at TimCast.com. We'll see you there. Thanks for hanging out. Cheers. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC.